Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best ever in reality television. Recapping shows like Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and the VH1 pop culture moments that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia. And we're trying something different. Well, I guess it's not really that different. <laughs> it's a little different. Well, it's a little bit different because this is the preview for what we will be launching our Patreon with. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Very fun. Very exciting. It's it's like you said, it, it's involving something, what would you call this, a similar demographic of what we cover? I mean, it's it just, is... It's not a love reality show, which is pretty much the focus. But let's be real, like, this is the reason we were watching VH1. Oh, I mean, well, even watching now, you know, we went back, we watched the I Love the Millennium, and it's kind of like, damn, I wish they had these on hulu to be i don't give a crap i know well it's like they're impossible to find online definitely don't try to search them out on youtube hypothetically but but best of luck to everyone that searches yeah so i don't know like i think that this was a huge moment for me like the not even beyond like you know the shows that we typically cover on our podcast but this is all pretty much the reason i am as obsessed with pop culture as i am today Due to VH1? Yeah. Oh, yeah. VH1 is a, a seminal part of my life. I mean, I agree in the importance of it. I mean, I remember, like, chilling at my dad's on, like, a Sunday, and it would be me, him, and my sister, and we'd literally throw it on. And, then, you know, well, you know how it goes, watching as much VH1 as you did, is the they just pretty much run marathons all day of these shows. Yeah, and I we mean- we would I- watch, like- Every single year. Yeah, I loved all the countdowns and stuff, too. I loved... I would say, technically, the thing that started my, like, obsession with pop culture was the 101 most outrageous rock and roll moments or something that like that. That was the that. first one? Was that yeah. Mark oh, McGrath yeah. or Jericho? That was Mark McGrath. Was McGrath. That was... Yeah, that was huge. But, I mean, that was... Because I was also a kid obsessed with true crime, and then that was like a true crime pop culture tie-in. Never then, changed. <laughs> I've, I've been 100% this person. Also, this is very much like my dad's influence. Like, mm. I guess technically the person who's most responsible, besides whoever did programming at VH1, is my dad, who loved true crime and pop culture. Mm. But, yeah, so we're going to talk about VH1 in the 2000s, but in a very different way than we usually do. And in this, well, today specifically, the year 2000. Right. So we're going to do this very bizarrely. So. <laughs> how bizarre. Do, 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 Which is a 90s do, do, song. Tell the Sonya how bizarre. Oh. 90s. Damn sorry. It. So VH1 did a very weird thing. So I guess to capitalize on the popularity of the I love the 80s, 90s, 70s whatever thing mm. that they were doing i even saw that they did i love the holidays like that's how desperate that was one of them i swear to god they were grasping for straws to that degree i don't think i've seen that one i don't think anybody did who cares <laughs> i kind of do now i want to see what's on there it doesn't matter so because vh1 was like this is such a moment for us and i guess they already had a lot of eyes on them because of the shows that we talk about they were like i guess we'll do i love the new millennium but they did it in 2008 before the decade was up. Well, yeah. And how the fuck, as much as we said when we did the 2000s pop songs, like 2011 was not far enough away to properly assess the significance of the songs that that they included yes. on the list. 
literally like, like a year away, several months away from 2007, is not enough time to assess what was culturally significant in 2007. Did this go from 2000 to like 2005, though? Did no, it, 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 it did 2000 to 2007 in the version that came out in 08, oh which God. is I Love the New Millennium. Then in 2014, they did I Love the 2000s. Mm. Which... All right, at least you got four years out and you can kind of more accurately... uh, I mean, they did I Love the 90s, I think, in 03, 04. It was, yeah. It was like early to mid. It's kind of the same, which is insane that this was 20 years ago. Like, it is bonkers to think about. Thanks for the reminder. I had to. If I had to be burdened... We all feel old. If I had to be burdened with this information, so do you. So what I decided to do was threefold right so first we're going to talk about the things that they talk about on i love the new millennium for the year yes then we're going to talk about the things that they cover in i love the 2000s mm-hmm. and then i'm going to talk is about- there a big difference Yes. Oh, okay. Not a good. huge difference. There's a couple things that overlap, at least for the year 2000. Well, I'm hoping for the most part the producers would look at it and be like, oh, shit, we already talked about that on our other one. Maybe let's avoid all these topics. This way they can. There's well, so much ground to cover. I guess the way they thought about it was because I remember they did, I, I think for all the other I Love This, they did like a part two. Yeah, part two. Part two. So I guess that this is what that is but then also them acknowledging like hey we fucked up and here are the two years we never got a chance to cover the first time around because one was currently happening see now is the perfect time to do this did i mention i did i feel like you cut me off did i mention the fact that the third segment of this is going to be you said threefold you didn't mention the third one yet okay so i'm gonna am i can i do that now or do you have anything else to say (laughs) no you're good The third segment is going to be other moments that we find significant, that pop culture moments, some news moments that happened during this time, and that's pretty much it. So, is Kung Pao enter the fist on this list? In the year two thousand, I think it came out in two thousand. I mean, I didn't see it there, but um, well, I was gonna because the significant there's a, it will be significant. Okay, well, It's anyway. a hilarious movie. Whoever hasn't seen it, go see Kung Pao to the Fist. It's hilarious. Okay, well, anyway, we've got a lot to talk about. So, again, if you like this, ultimately, please feel free to sign up for our Patreon. Again, as I mentioned in last week's episode, we want to try to put this at a lower price tier because we would like to make it more accessible during what is a financially difficult time for a lot of people. And we hope that you enjoy this. Are we ready to get into I Love the New Millennium? Yes. I wrote down I Love the Millennium 2000, so I already got that title wrong. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So this is a handful of things. As we mentioned before, I Love the 2000s cover some other things. This is just, I guess, what was considered the most important circa 2008. In addition to the subjects that they talk about, they also do these kind of bumper segments that are, you know, I guess things that weren't significant enough for their own segment or just acknowledgments of really popular things during this time. So we'll kind of intersperse those. Whether or not we will include them like in the list in the list will depend on if we were able to not find the youtube video for it 
hypothetically Mm. for legal reasons this is a joke all right so the first thing they talk about in i love the new millennium for the year 2000 is what's up i seriously need to know if i were to do that to a gen z kid i guess younger gen z if they would have any idea what the fuck we were doing i mean that's a tough one because when does millennial cut off so it depends usually they cut off millennial by anywhere from 95 97 or the year 2000 if you were born i don't think they would remember it it would depend it was popular for a little bit and then kind of faded wrestling fans and nephews but that's true but wrestling fans would remember it though if, well, WWE F slash E You know, fans. I remembered, though, while they were talking about this, that this was, like, one of my first FOMO moments specifically related to the Super Bowl. Why, you the first missed of the two. commercial? Yeah, because I wasn't watching the Super Bowl. I didn't give a shit about the Super Bowl. What a loser. Yeah, and I remember that everybody the next day at school was like, oh, my God. With up, with up. And you're just like, I don't know. Oh, wait, can we? You? I want a level set. I want to explain to the audience how old you turned in the year 2000. So how old did you turn in the year 2000? 2000, I was 12. Okay, I was 11. So if you are older than that and are mad that we ignored something or downplayed something, I am sorry. If you are younger than that and have no idea what we're talking about, yes. I, I guess I'm sorry, too. We're <laughs> speaking from how it influences a 12 yeah, we're just, year old. Exactly, because we are like in the thick of millennial culture like we are in the exact middle of what a millennial is exactly so we are the prime audience to be i guess reacting to this as some people who were there but like didn't really get it so i one of my favorite parts of this that i forgot was in addition to WhatsApp blowing up mm-hmm. they did a follow-up commercial where they had a bunch of like nerdy white guys going what are you doing what are you doing i forgot about that but then i was like wow a statement on like i don't want to say appropriation but basically something black people did that was cool that white people then were like i'm gonna do it too well i was gonna say is this kind of like a racially charged like i don't really commercial like racially charged well i shouldn't say racial i don't know the, sorry <laughs> that's a little right that's a little strong um because i mean it's not like they were just doing it for well i guess it's like you said it's more the appropriation. But i mean it was more like slang that Budweiser turned into a commercial and then it became popular with mm. like all cultures. So I guess it's a reference to that. I don't know. I thought it was funny. And it was like a really significant thing. Like people really, this was like the height of humor. Well, no, the What's Up thing happened for a while. This was like the height of humor in the 2000s, the early 2000s. This is huge. That's sad. <laughs> That's the height of humor. There's like a couple things. I feel like Michael Ian Black, who this I. So hilarious. I was going to say, I can't believe we thought he was hilarious. Not only is really? he not hilarious, somebody recently just did a whole thing on Twitter about how he's such a creep because he did all these tweets about how he wanted to fuck a teenage girl. Oh. Like, it was like a recurring joke for him. Like, and like a teenage girl, like a 15 year old girl. Is it a joke or is it? I mean, it's it, still it is probably but... intended to be a joke, but. I didn't. Even, I never knew funny. this because I, I follow him on Twitter. But I mean, I didn't I've know never it. Seen anyone I didn't know it until recently. But either like way, up. his humor, like, I, I guess also this was like his eighth, ninth one of these. So it was like he's like, also there to be the shock humor kind of person. Shock. I don't know. If shock, sh- shock, shock humor. No. No. For a variety of levels. Well, I mean, no. they show the flashback of his rock thingy. 
I mean, I, I mean, that's not really shock humor. It just was like he just was, was like a very specific brand of humor that I guess we all found amusing in the 2000s that um, for me personally didn't really hold up. But I still thought Hal Sparks was funny. I enjoyed he him. He is funny. I do. Zoltan. I wonder what uh, he's I up to. Like him. So actually, speaking of which, that segues into the next. Oh, that I was going to say Michael Ian Black made the point. The reason why I brought him up was that he made the point about something in here. Oh, something we cover a little later on. That, <laughs> that like, you could tell that this was, like, a very serious line in the sand between, like, pre and post 9-11. Like, the things we found funny. Well, that was, yeah. <laughs> like, like, this was before 9-11, yeah. 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 So, I guess on to the next thing. Although what, a movie sex I have with not teenager seen. jokes. Sex with teenager not jokes. Not good are, before or after 9-11. Yes. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. That's t- oh, terrible. But either way, it's disgusting. So the next thing that they talk about is Dude Where's My Car, which I have not seen. Yes, I've wrote in all caps, Sonia has But the not thing seen. is, like all of these moments that they talk about, because I mean, obviously this is all stuff that people our age were watching. So This move I saw this in theaters. Like, I know Dude, that, my car is hilarious. I mean, I'm sure it's funny to somebody to this day, but like I To this day. You'd probably find it funny. I can't imagine that that's true. I don't think I've ever found a single thing that Ashton Kutcher has done to be funny. What? How dare you? I, I'm not like an Ashton Kutcher stan, but I do. You some sound, of, are you sure? Some of his movies are fun. I mean, well, I kind of like that 70s show, which he was kind of funny nah. on. Uh, what is the movie? Oh, my God. With him and Bernie Mac. Guess who? Is it Guess Who? Where he's Yeah. yeah. He goes meets dad. That was kind of funny. The one where Probably because of Bernie Mac. Also true. Um, an actually and then funny the one person. with uh, waking up—is it waking up in Vegas? The one with him and Cameron Diaz. Oh. That movie's funny too. He's it, he's funny in movies. Okay, well, either way, all of that to say, I most of what I know about this movie and a lot of other movies we cover during this episode, I really only know references to it through cultural osmosis. I don't think the Bechdel cast made up that term, but I know that they use it a lot and. That is exactly how to explain how I know Zoltan references without ever having seen Zoltan. this movie. Side note, Hal Sparks is Zoltan. Exactly. That's yes. pretty exactly. fucking That's cool. Shout out for him. If you love the 2000s on a variety of levels. And one of his uh, lackeys, I guess would be the word, his followers, is, is what's a, is uh, Donkey Lips from Salute Your Shorts. Oh, I, I did watch Salute Your Shorts. I just The other thing I thought was really interesting was that Tommy Chong, who's one of the talking heads on this, was like, yeah, they never hit me up to be in it. And I was like, that's a missed opportunity. It really is. Looking, I mean, now at the time this was filmed, they probably sat there and said, like, shit, man. Like, we could have reached out to you them and Cheech, and I we could have had them. They walked so Dude Where's My Car could run. That is true. And so Pineapple Express could sprint. I guess. <laughs> I also love that how Sparks calls the dude sweet moment the who's on first of the new millennium. Yeah. Oh, it's f- I thought that that was a very astute uh, observation. Uh, but who we found out that the uh, – what is the scene? The end then part? Who was that? We found out who the voice of the end then was. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, my God. What were we watching recently? Uh, I don't know. And we were like, oh, my God. That's their one claim? They were in Dude, My Car is the end then. We'll have to research that. must have that. been something you looked up. No, you saw it. You're like, oh my god! No, it's the blah, blah. thing we looked up together was that the mom in Mulan is the Chinese food lady. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's where he goes to the drive-through. Thank you. That answers that. 
Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Mulan. I was going to say, I, I tried. What? Yeah. I'm using that as a transition to be like, let's yeah, mo- no, I move underst- on. I understood what on. you were trying to do. It just was awful. Uh, <laughs> so the next thing. I'll make a bad joke out of you. The next. about that? Not you. you I will know. shut this episode down. I know we promised this to people, but I don't know if they should be subjected to this. All right. Well, I guess it's because I'm a jackass. Jackass is the next thing they talk about. <laughs> it's a good transition. I tell me you didn't watch. Jackass. Oh, of course I watched Jackass. Right, I mean, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it though. Like this isn't my type of thing. I just thought that Johnny Knoxville was kind of cute, and I thought that Steve O was kind of cute, and I just, I just have a very. I never really liked boys who did stupid things. Yeah. Like I just, like I thought that they were like objectively kind of good looking but like i didn't like the way they conducted but themselves. they're stupid i didn't like the way they conducted themselves which side note i actually have it in my notes here when you get a chance take a couple minutes to google jackass vanity fair because they do an excellent it's steve-o johnny knoxville and bam margera do an excellent interview in vanity fair where they talk about um you know the their influence on pop culture and like how like seriously but not seriously they take all of this and how they're fully aware that they are that all of their stunts are very homoerotic like they're very fully aware of that and intended it to be that way so like this is from 2010 so pretty progressive in terms of fragile masculinity so i've got a lot of love for them I mean, it's like they show the highlights of the most things people probably remember. It's the goldfish. It's the goldfish thing. Johnny Knoxville just continuously getting hit in the nuts. Yeah. And a bunch of stuff with... Party Boy was always kind of funny. With, uh, what's it called? (laughs) Grocery carts. Yes. The shopping carts. We did that once. We had a project in high school um, where, like, you you could do a presentation, you could do this. So we made a, I guess it would be more of a documentary short thing. What class was this for? Uh, sociology. Oh. And we got an A on it. It was me, that a bunch of my like friends and stuff. That sounds like something Mr. Ben David would support. Yes. And, but it went, uh, like, we went around. We were interviewing. We were like, what do you think? It was, the one was like, one was about, like, women's rights. One was about, <laughs> one was about, do you believe, like, something with love or something. And, like, we went around and eventually we ended up over at the stop and shop. And uh, there were carts in the back. So we were pushing each other and doing jousting in the back. But, like, as we were interviewing people, someone in the background while being interviewed, you'd see being pushed on a cart and go flying into the bushes. It was, like, peak jackass, but, like... The only other note that I wanted to bring up about this segment is that Chris Jericho is being interviewed saying, I can't believe they did a... A disclaimer at the beginning don't try this at home because who's trying this like i wouldn't try it at home and i'm like sir you're a professional wrestler take like, bumps every day right? if anyone like, could take a cart crash it would be him that's what i'm saying it just didn't make any sense that he was like who would do such a thing it's like sir are you not aware of what you're doing for a living he's late champion the next thing that they talk about is the 2000s election. We don't have a lot to say about this. We could just keep it's. We all know what happened. Well, because we were talking recount, about recount, this. Recount. Well, I think we talked about this amongst ourselves a little bit. When we were watching the loudest voice about 9/11. How it's like we were not old enough at the time to like fully grasp 
this what was happening yeah. in the moment. Even though like one, even though one of my best friends' moms died in nine eleven, like I feel like the day of you were like not fully absorbing what happened, but we were like old enough to be very aware of like the effects of nine eleven. I mean, there you compare it to. I mean, just a lot of things, and that's really. how I feel about the two thousand election because it was the first election that I actively remember. Yeah, I mean, I unsurprisingly came from very liberal parents, so they were not really thrilled about the results what's of all the con- election. I'm, this is very we'll keep moving on. But this then is I remember. Very conspiracy but what's weird me. is like this is the kind of thing where it's like, as a kid. You're very unsure. I remember being like, well, what happens if, like, they don't elect a president? Like, who's the president right now? You know, what's going on? And then George Bush became president. And then, you know, stuff happened from there. Basically, the segment is just them being like, hanging Chad, the old folks in Florida, bop, 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 bop. They don't know who they're voting for. And also, it's like, obviously, I get why it was a big deal. It's always Florida. Florida sucks. Yeah. If you're from Florida, I apologize. But come on, yo, Florida... Like, newspapers? I mean, I wouldn't blame Florida. I would blame, like... Well, we don't need to get into the conspiracies of it. But I... Like, my thing is, it's like, was this the first time that, like, the Electoral College was ever, like, called into question for its validity? Because it has never seemed like a good idea. I can't remember... I may, I haven't listened time. to the... Uh, I haven't listened to the You're Wrong About episode yeah. about the 2000 election yet, but... We don't need... Yeah. I mean, the whole... Oh my we just don't have anything to say. Although I did like when appreciate- the definition when you look at popular vote, like you look, we don't have to get into politics. But I, I hate the electoral college. I mean, who does it? It's literally well, like it's literally it, like if you're but- in school, it's like, hey guys, we need to get like a uh, I don't know student class president or whatever. It doesn't Imagine matter how if- you voted. It matters how it the people you voted for voted. Yeah, that's all it is. It it makes no fucking sense. It's yeah. like you're representing the people, except the people didn't choose that person. The last thing I'll it's add is that I think it was. The comedian Godfrey. Somebody was like, "Yeah, Gilbert I, Godfrey." No, oh, oh, Godfrey. The other, yeah. one. yes. Uh, he made the line that it started as a party and ended as a wake. I forgot who made the joke. That joke, but I was like, watching this in 2020, I was like, "Oh, honey, <laughs> <laughs> you you thought that you felt that way about 2000? <laughs> Just wait another 16 years." Ah. <sighs> Lord, what is happening? Well, I mean, involving the winner of this, we get a nice little, uh, what, what would you call Bushism, it? Bushism, uh, they called it. Call? No, the Bushism. Oh. What did you call it before? Uh, not the pop-up. What the hell was it? The the bumper segment. The bumper. There you the go. bumper segment. So uh, this year, they, I guess for every year, although I don't know how they did it in like 09, but I guess we'll see. They didn't. Oh, they didn't do it in 09. It go. doesn't matter. Exactly. Okay. So the Bushism, they get a guy who actually does like, look i guess he's like a professional george yeah. w bush it's an impersonator right yeah and he yeah he did he did pretty well for himself yeah wasn't bad like looks like him and stuff it was it was pretty good so he gives a delivers a memorable Bushism from a given year so the one from this year is i know how hard it is for you to put food on your family <laughs> you could just go to youtube and look all you know these what's up hilarious, too, hilarious is like that was that was the bar like we lived in a world where like those were the kinds of quotes that we had from our president and yes. being like wow look at this guy am i right uh, what a what a time 
20 years long then time. they would like go into commercial and then the bumper coming back from commercial in this case was the time capsule where andrew andrew wk quote unquote digs up three items from a time capsule that correspond to that episode's oh, year. Oh, I, I thought it was things he's putting in well, the time capsule. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, that's no, what it I, is. Well, that's the way they describe it on um, Wikipedia. So blame oh. Wikipedia, not me. Although the three things in this case. The three things. Man. I mean, I'm excited to I hear the say, others now. Let's, let's start with the least controversial, which is Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt and, Andrew, and Jennifer Aniston's wedding photo, which was interesting because Billy Bob and Angelina also got married in the year 2000. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And we all know how that turned out. Or if you don't, I guess tell most of sign up for Patreon and we'll tell you what it happened Exa- in 2005. Yeah. So uh, the other two things are Tiger Woods golf balls. We all know what happens with Tiger. Well, it's many years Tiger's later, balls. but years later. Tiger's got his balls all over the place. Yes. Apparently in the year 2000. So just apparently this time capsule was only one of them. And um, the third thing is Jared Fogel's fat pants. Thankfully, he was pushed from my memory for the most part. And I just had to say that I literally had to stop and cover my mouth because the joke that they made in 2008 before any of us knew what we later knew about Jared Fogel, the joke that he made that uh, Andrew W.K. makes is, oh, he can't use the it's a shame he can't use these pants to get laid anymore. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, no. But they didn't know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Oh, so the next thing that they talk about on the show is like, and this was the moment where I was like, I didn't realize how much of this is literally just white men's interests. Like they didn't really try to do a full, you know, scope of what happened in the year 2000. It was like, I don't know. What did white dudes care about? And white dudes apparently cared about Dennis Miller on Monday Night Football. And how terrible he was on Monday I Night mean, Football. I mean, obviously I was not watching Monday no Night Football. No one might be worse than recently. Like, Jason Witten was on recently. And I love Jason Witten. Diehard Cowboy fan. I have the star tattooed on me. Jason Witten was horrible. Horrible. Worse than Dennis Miller making Dennis really Miller is the pop, worst. Making really obscure, he, like, literary and hi- see, history my, references. Jason Witten at least is like one of the best tight ends of all time. Like he's played football a long time. He's been there. Like Dennis Miller was just some fucking comedian. It seemed like it it seemed like people had two issues with it, which is one, he has never played a game of football in his life. Yes. And the other was that like the jokes he was making as a comedian weren't funny to a majority of the audience no. like your average person and i mean average average not when i'm trying to say you know I mean, i'm no not trying to say anything him. about class like yeah. literally the average football watcher not that i'm some kind of genius but i didn't really even get any of the references and i consider myself able to know a little bit about a lot it, i yes. didn't i didn't get what he was trying no. to say at any because he goes into some videos. old history stuff and the thing is hey maybe he could know a lot of stuff you know when it comes to history and whatnot, but like trying to play it into this, it's like you you watch a bunch of the talking heads and people are like yo like Je- I think it was Jericho that's like did he catch the fucking ball or not, bro? Like just tell me like you I don't know, need again, to be Prussia. You know you're this. allowed to curse on this show, right? It's just an instinctual thing I do, I guess, where I like like I hesitate and lower my voice when I curse. Okay, good so, to know when like we have kids in the future. I don't think it's a big deal to curse in front of kids. <gasps> Wait, how old? any age wow i think 
I will take a line that I learned from. Oh I my can god! Say I can only can. think of her character's name on this. I can only think of her as Susie Meyerson. What is her real name? Why do I not know who Susie Meyerson is? From Mrs. Maisel. Susie from Mrs. Maisel. Oh, Alex Borstein. Alex Borstein. Alex Borstein once put on Sorry, her Instagram that she tells her kid, kid or kids or whatever that they're. There are no such things as bad words, which I would argue that like racial slurs, like slurs are bad words. But like yes. in terms of curse words, there are no such thing as bad words, just bad times to use them. Huh? And that is my approach. And not like I'm going to be speaking funny. like the way I speak now all the time in front of my children. But like if my kid hears the word fuck, I'm not going to lose it. My kid says the word fuck they in a very awkward situation. House. I'm going to be mortified. It's but always like, how it goes. The one word they keep that honestly, you say. Honestly, I don't give a shit if they shit, use it around shit, the house. Shit, I don't give a shit, shit if they shit. use it around the house. What I'm saying is like if you're like, you know, if we're meeting somebody important, if I'm you're meeting my boss and you're like, fuck this, I'm going to be like, <gasps> like that's going to be embarrassing. Hi, but, nice to fucking meet you. Right, exactly. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, how did we get here from Dennis Miller? Who knows? The next thing they talk about is razor scooters. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I'm bad at, I'm bad at razor scooters, so. It's a is, scooter. It's the easiest thing in the world. I, I a scooter I, is easier to ride than a freaking bike. So I thought it was weird that whoever calls it just a skateboard with a stick. And I'm like, that. there's a lot more to it than that. A little bit. I would say. That's all. I, I don't know. You get a brake on the back. That's nice. Yeah, so razor scooters were a thing that still happen. I Somebody was like, oh, some guy, some writer or whatever from 30 Rock was like, if I see you riding in the city with a razor scooter, I'm going to like kick you in the shin or something like that. And I was like, let people get Good around. luck. It's blocked I mean, as by as this stick. As long as you're not doing it in like the middle of a very crowded sidewalk, yeah. like who fucking cares? Although look where that kind of led to when we eventually got, I remember they came out with the GoPeds. Yeah. Which were the gas powered ones, which right. are kind of like, they were fun. I had a buddy when I was young who had one. So we'd go chill in the neighborhood area and uh, we'd go up and down the streets around the blocks and stuff on that one. But like even nowadays, they have the electric ones, which aren't too, too expensive. But if you really need to travel around, you don't want to spend money on a car. Like if you live in the city and you get an electric scooter, not terrible. Yeah. Depends on the time. I mean, the amount the of time that you foot use traffic. It. Though. Oh, yeah. That's that's really the only thing that will make it from being a smart person to being an asshole. Yeah. No, there, yes, there you go. That's that's literally a smart fact. ass. The next thing go. they talk about is Survivor, which I feel like an idiot saying it this out Same. loud. I did not realize it was still on the air. I'll allow you to feel that way on that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, now, good. Survivor, oh, thank you. It's so ex- no, it's been on forever. There's, st- I mean, then again, I mean, we I are cord cutter, I mean, so we don't really get right. As many that's the thing. I guess I wasn't shocked, but I just kind of had this moment where I was like, oh, I guess it is still on. Yeah. Still popular, too. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it has to be in order to still be on the air. Well, I think that's one of those money, cases, like, with Big Brother, where it's, like, the people who watch it are people who have just been watching it forever, and that's just part you're of the thing. I mean, listen, I'm in no position to judge. I've been watching SVU, like, basically my entire yeah. life. So Wrestling's the same, too. They always say, like, when you listen to any interview from, like, the long time, someone like a Jericho, it's like, listen, the WWE has their base fans. They have all, like, I'm one of them. I'm one of, like, the hardcore fans. It doesn't matter really... You know what they put on TV. I'm probably gonna watch and be like, "Wow, that was terrible. That was great. Who cares?" But it's about reaching out to the other people who might wa- watch casually. Where it's kind of like this, as you were just saying, Survivor. Even every show, The Housewives. Yeah, that's even true. Well, I mean, you Housewives, are, I check in and out. You're one of like the. Oh, that's true. I mean, well, a, SVU then they have SVU you have, the, my example, you have right. the base fans where you're like, hey, no matter what we put out every week, we know these as much are as be SVU has not put out a good episode in a very long time. I'm still gonna watch that shit every week. Exactly. Like, 
I, but I can't they're help still it. doing what they can to try to bring in some others. Yeah, and it's tough to do. I mean, it's, I can't believe Survivor is still on. I know I, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm they saying talk the about how that's another one. I mean, they basically just said this was kind of the thing that ushered in reality TV as like a huge thing as we know it today. Obviously, there were some reality shows before this, although this I might be say the some... first to be like no real world. Oh, that's true. That's this true, is, true. I feel like, a big reality competition show, at least in the United States. Yes. So this was huge. You know, it was, I think about how scandalous it was that they were, like, cooking and eating random, like, animals on the island. They had to hunt yeah. for their own food. Then they talk about Richard Hatch, who won that season. I always forget that he wins, because usually the person that's, like, the big star from that season isn't always the winner. Normally not. So th- I always forget that he wins until... Like, they show that he won. Oh, your girl What's-Her-Name was on this season. Chelsea what? from Southern Charm? Oh, it was Chelsea, not What's-Her-Name. Who? Who's the other one? Who's the... I hate that I can't remember their names right now. Um, I don't see the blonde. That uh, doesn't narrow it down sounds on terrible. Southern Charm. I know. Uh, the dog Elvis hangs out at her house all the Cameron. There we Cameron, go. no, that wasn't Cameron. Cameron was on Real World. She was the fr- Real Cameron, World friends Cameron was with on Real Chelsea, World. who was on Survivor. Yes. There you go. But they were friends prior, I knew I'd I think. Get there. Anyway, Richard Hatch won. He was naked all the time and then didn't pay taxes on his winnings. Yes, so went and to went jail. And went to jail. Hey-o. Cool. Next thing they talk about is who let the dogs out, which I who? was- I was shocked to find, to remember, like, wasn't on that top songs of the 2000s yes. list. Because this song was huge. I could have went into my little New Day thing there, but no, you are right. It, it It's considered, I would say, what- uh, do you think it was left off? Because it's because it's not considered a good song. It's about, yeah. Like, that's what I think it is. It's that, because I mean. Well, and the meaning behind it. I guess the point, I don't think that, I don't think anybody gives a shit about that. The way they were talking about people during the course of this show, I don't think they give a shit about whether it was the, and it I don't was think, about, because Who Let the Dogs Out is not about dogs. It's about like going to a club and being like, it's why are these unattractive here. people here? Yeah. yeah. Side note, it won a Grammy for best dance recording. I didn't know that. There's so. no dance to it. It's a dance song. It's like a you dance to it. There is no just because there is no dance associated with it doesn't mean that. What do you think the best dance song means? There's got to be other better dance songs from the year 2000 than this. I mean, I'm not going to. There are. Well, I've got it. Well, it would be if oh, I was in the club okay. and this came on, I'd be like, I don't well, know. How I, to have dance to this I have it. I have that part. Jumping. It's will you like. Because you don't know how to dance oh, to reggae. I, I it's guess like the, a, cause I it's guess, a Caribbean beat. Like, it's like... I guess it's more so the like chorus is the difficult dancing part. No, it's... it's. Oh, I don't know how to... Everybody have an I don't. I don't know how to explain ethnic music to you. So, we're just going to move on. The, the we Then we get our bumper segment of... Hotties I wanted to see in a thong. Thanks, Cisco. Um, well, you can't argue. Cisco, who he well, says. for one of them, kind of. Who are you going to so, say? Kate Hudson? Well, thanks for spoiling it. So, Cisco tells us the three women from each year that he would like to see wearing a thong. One of them is J-Lo, which, Duh. I mean, just wait 19 years and you'll get it. Or I guess, what, whatever. When did this come out? Oh, wait. Yeah. This, uh, 10, 11 years? 11 years. And we see it. So, thanks, J-Lo. Actually, no. She's probably done music videos and There's more other of her times, butt showing. Yes. Yeah. Then Jessica Alba, is she known for her butt? I thought she was like known J- for being pretty. The two, it was like J-Lo and I feel like Shakira were more the butt people. Yeah, but I, well, Shakira might be later. I'm sure Shakira's 
But I doubt anyone's going to argue wanting to see Jessica Alba and in then, a thong. And then Kate Hudson, which I guess at this point was their way of acknowledging that she was like super hot and almost famous. And it was kind of their... What do I say? It's kind of the uh, the push. Yeah, I mean, don't get it's me like wrong. I think Kate Hudson. I think Kate Hudson is beautiful. I just don't think she's like known for her butt. And like, this is our this is our butt category of the year two thousand. It's not necessarily just a butt. It could just, just who you want to see in a thong. Okay, I'm just saying. I don't know if. I mean, I would assume Kate Hudson has a better butt than me because she. Does, I feel like, like there might she, be a little exercises. hype on her butt at a point. Well, this she's got, is, because what, this was because well be, well I think because like whiteness was the pinnacle like ethnic women weren't considered attractive until I don't know Beyonce mm. like mainstream attractive J Lo is about as ethnic as we get apparently for the two thousands you'd know better than me so that's the bumper going into commercial the bumper coming back from commercial is whoo. Uh, now, I just before I say anything, I just want to preface that we are not members of the LGBTQ community nope. and we are just going to give our thoughts as generally as possible. So we get a segment hosted by Perez Hilton called How Gay Was It? Where they talk about how gay the year 2000 was as a whole. The thing he chooses to talk about was that Sinead O'Connor declares herself a lesbo. His words, not mine. Then Sinead O'Connor claims to be three quarters heterosexual and one quarter gay. And he's like, that doesn't make any like health. That, that doesn't make any sense. And it's like, oh. Oh, OK. So I guess I guess expecting Perez Hilton to be familiar with the Kinsey scale is a little too lofty of an expectation for me to have. What does Kinsey's go? It basically just means, in the words of Honey Boo Boo, everybody's a little bit gay. Oh. So it's just like straight is on one side, gay is on the other. Everybody, nobody is one hundred percent straight or one hundred percent gay. You fu- right. It's somewhere in between. I'm probably explaining that terrible. I apologize, but that is the general gist of what I know. He rates the year um, on a scale of one being Toby Keith and 10 being Lance Bass. I think he switches these up every year, if I remember correctly. So his threshold for gay or straight is Toby Keith or Lance Bass. Uh, he gives the year 2004, which is, quote, basically a Kevin Spacey. Whew. Who would have thought? Unintentionally, a year of sexual predators. Um. So now we're look- also true. Wow. But doesn't that Kevin Spacey? Doesn't that mean he goes higher than a four eventually? I mean, well, so the thing is, Kevin Spacey didn't come out until he was accused of sexual assault. He didn't officially come out until he was accused of sexual assault on a minor, right? Yeah, isn't the whole thing? Yeah, because well, that was the whole thing where everybody's like, he's like, oh, I was gay and I made some choices, and it was like, I mean, that's not what we're talking about, dude. I mean, congratulations on coming out. I guess I just I I don't know if this. I don't know if this would be the right time. Um, Whatever. The next thing they talk about is Gladiator, which, again, have not seen. I just am not big into, like, gory violence. I watched the beginning. You just and don't I watch, watch movies. I, mean, I oh, always thought okay. you did, but I because uh, Because I am, I am the queen of cultural osmosis. I pick up on a lot of pop culture references. I will understand your pop culture reference. Have I seen the thing that it comes from? Possibly No. Gladiator is one of those things. 
It was terrible. Gladiator is one of those things. What can and we say? actually discussed this four, Several episodes four days ago. ago. Yeah, a couple episodes ago. No, last episode. We were sitting on the couch. I know. No, and I said it was. That, yeah. No, you know how I know is because we said, I said, that's kind of a teaser for what we're going to be doing for our, ah, for our Gap Week yes, episode. And yes. here we are. Now you know. The more you know. The next thing. Oh, so Gladiator, it won Best Picture. People love it. I just, all I needed to see was that one scene where that dude. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. I I don't deny that. I just am not big into like gory violence. It's not that bad. It's bad enough. The intro to the movie is a little rough. That's what I'm saying. That's all I saw. And I literally remember being a kid and going, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. Because I know when I, the first time I saw a preview of this movie, I'm like, holy crap, I have to see this. And I hounded my dad. Hounded, hounded. I was like, I got to go see this. We got to see this. Come on, come on, come on. And he's like, like, what the fuck kind of kid movie am I about to go see called Gladiator? No. He didn't see previews, nothing. We go in the theater. The movie starts. And it's the whole intro. We get the, you know, yeah. on my single unleash hell, the scene happens. And he just kind of like looks at me and goes, what the hell is going on? Complete, we leave I love the movie, your dad, but you need to. I'm begging time. you to please be a more attentive parent than that. <laughs> in that regard, <laughs> in that regard, did I watch it? Yeah, the next thing they talk about is TiVo. I guess basically they just pretty much explain DVR because I forgot that DVR and look at it now. wasn't really as ubiquitous in 2008 as it is obviously today. Yeah, now so, today it's pretty much TiVo standard. was still, I feel like, bo- a bougie thing to have. Oh, absolutely, by 2008, absolutely. So you know the next thing they talk about this is when they say like we fly through this, this is what i know but like i just have two fun facts about it so uh the two things they talk about oh no sorry this is the thing they talk about that michael ian black says was like or would have only been funny pre 9-11 was big mouth billy bass I never understood the hype in this. I can't believe I, you un- of all people who loves the stupidest things, finds the stupidest things funny, d- don't like Big Mouth Billy Bass. I would say the first time I saw it as a kid, I probably went like, ha ha ha, like pretty funny. And then when you hear it sing again, you're like, all right, this is annoying. I'm pretty sure my mom loved it but because she loves weird like animals. It, my mom loves animals doing people things. And I guess the singing Big Mouth Billy Bass was one of those things. Although I think I was in Toys R Us and one fell on... My brother in the store, and like and? we had to have somebody called over and like assess the situation and fill out an incident report. Michael, no way, Michael! If you're listening, like try to let me know if you remember this. I just remember this now as I'm saying it out loud. My two notes for this was I just was reminded of Big Mouth Billy Bass, Billy Bass, because I was watching The Sopranos, mm-hmm. and I. They have, like, two episodes where somebody has a big mouth Billy Bass. It's, like, a joke. It's a gag gift. Yeah. It's really what it comes down to in the end. And when I was looking it up to confirm which episodes of The Sopranos, like, that it aired prior to this being a thing. And uh, they have, like, a whole segment about, like, pop culture things for it. And apparently Queen Elizabeth has a big mouth Billy Bass, which she displays on the grand piano of Balmoral Castle. Wow. I just really enjoyed it. brings a lot of my TV watching interests together, but I just thought that that was really funny and wanted to share it with you. So if people want to say, what is the most random thing you know, that could be your anecdote. Queen Elizabeth has a big mouth Billy Bass, which she displays on the grand piano of Balmoral Castle. Could be in a trivia contest you're in one day. You never know. The next, I don't know why, uh, but the next thing, this is stupid. Basically, I forgot the VH1 did this. They would do 
when something they talk about, they have a moment that I guess they couldn't fit into it time wise for their talking head interviews, but it's like an ex, it's like a outtake or something. And basically it's just Michael Ian Black talking about the thong song. It's not very funny and it's not worth repeating. Then the thing they come back to is Taylor Dane doing then and now. So as there are, they show certain celebrities from the 2000s that also had contributions during the 80s. So the two that she talks about are Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. She's like, you might know him as the guy from the West Wing, but we know him as the guy who had sex with Andrew McCarthy's mother in class. I was like, or the outsiders? Well, he's also in a lot. St. Almost Fire. Like, he was in a yeah, lot of stuff. Part, like, I was like, he's in, isn't a he guy who had a sex tape pack? with a teenager, well, speaking of sexual predators. Yep. Um, Not a fan of Rob Lowe. I just don't like that he comes on. He comes on to a show that I like, becomes a very integral part of that show, and then just fucks off. Like he did it on Parks and Rec, and he did it on Brothers and Sisters. And I think he did it on The West Wing, which I've never watched. But I think that he did that on The West Wing, too. All of a sudden, he's on this popular thing. He's an integral part of the cast. And then he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to not be on it anymore. So... There's that. Then the other thing they talk about is you two. They say something about like, you know them as like political musicians and we know them as the guys who brought the mullet to America. And it's like, is that what they're known for? Brought the mullet to America. I think it was just an excuse to show Bono with a mullet. And they're got to push you two. They had a God. That was the time when Witchbacall came out. They put. Well, so actually in the year year 2000, they had a best selling album, but we'll get to that. Oh, okay. We'll get to it. Then they talk about CSI, which I guess, you know, I guess the one advantage of doing it at this close to when the thing was popular, but not too far away, is now a bunch of the stuff they call out during this segment is like why this was so significant and why it was so groundbreaking is stuff that's so commonplace now. Yeah. You know, like their whole thing is like, oh, they would do these snarky jokes when they were like, it's like, guess he, you know... Da 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 da. No. Sunglasses. I can't do a good one. It's like, yeah. It's like they look down that someone has been killed. Their head is a, a head off of a body is lying there. And it's like, well, six months ago you would have said he lost his head for a second or something like that. It's really stupid. Yeah. But so, he was the originator, and then they had what's his name the the other one, the one from CSI Miami. Yes. Oh, he's the one that I know <laughs> for the meme. No, I know yeah. exactly. But the thing about this is just, I guess. What I'm trying to say is the advantage of doing this then is it's so commonplace in crime drama shows and stuff today that, you know, you forget that this is the show that laid the groundwork for that. Yeah, but you know who really laid the groundwork? Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 80s. Sorry. Oh, come on. Anyway, they also do, they also talked about the fact that they would do these like close up, like inside the body shots, which all I could think about now is just Uncut Gems, the beginning of Uncut Mm. Gems, and the end, spoiler alert, sort of. How do you... Oh, you don't... See, that's the other thing. You haven't seen a Schwarzenegger movie. No, like that's right. There's, keep, hang on. We can keep going. There's a scene in the movie Commando where he's on a plane. I don't care. And he, like, ends up killing the guy on the plane. And he before anything happens, like, they're still on. And he goes to the... What is the PC term? Sorry. Flight attendant. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and he just goes, oh, please don't bother my friend. He's dead tired. I mean... It's a very CSI thing. I mean, jokes... Jokes existed before CSI. I know. I'm just comparing it to something. God, you're right. such an Arnold hater. I'm not. Yes. Well, I sort of am. But anyway. Makes no sense. We're already like almost at an hour. So we need to gotcha. <laughs> make make moves. The next thing they talk about is Aaron Brockovich, which I've seen 
Saw it once. Cool. You have you seen it? Yes. I don't know. They talk about basically Julia Roberts just being smoking hot, which, you know, what's funny is I never really thought of her that way, I guess, because she was so like shoved down our throats as being like this big star for so much of our lives Mm -hmm. that I never really looked at her and was like, oh, wow, you are actually in fantastic shape and you are actually very pretty until I watched Pretty Woman for the first time recently and until they talked about it in relation to her with Erin Brockovich, because basically it was the idea actually like surprisingly pretty modern feminist just the idea that you would use what you have not as like a shortcoming but to get what you want done and to help people so Erin Brockovich feminist icon also speaking of feminist icons and other podcasts Bechdel cast did an excellent recap of that with special guest Alfred Molina nice it was good that was his movie that he picked and he he's not even in it I don't think but it'd be better if he was. It would be cooler if he picked one of his own movies. But, you know, he's great. No, not that he picked one of his own. If he was in it, isn't that their whole thing? Like, there's always Alfred Molina should have always oh, been no, a character it's, in something. It's, if Alfred Molina isn't in the movie, it's like, who could Alfred Molina have played there you in go, that yes. movie? So, I guess. Well, he'd play Aaron Brockovich, duh. <laughs> I'm just I forgot who they talk about who he could have played. But it was a very exciting moment for them. It's a great podcast. Then they talk about Napster. Which is the kind of thing where it's like, first of all, they start out by going like, there used to be this thing called Napster. One, like we forgot. Or two, like we weren't still relying on like LimeWire and all of those kinds of things. Like Napster in its original form didn't exist by that point, but I was still downloading shit. What was the other one? LimeWire? There was LimeWire. There was Kazaa. Kazaa. There was a couple. Yeah, I mean, Which just kidding. It, we didn't yeah. do that for legal reasons. It eventually then turns into like people doing like torrents and shit. But. Right. So, and they didn't acknowledge this then because it was 2008. But really, I mean, I guess the lawyer for Sean Parker. No, not Sean Parker. That's the one from the social network. Yes. The other Sean, Sean. Fanning. Yes. No. Is that his last name? I forgot. Yeah. Either I way. So. The other Sean. The main Sean. Uh, his lawyer makes an argument like where he, he's like it's not hurting the music industry it's helping it and for all intents and purposes like we wouldn't have Spotify it's like Jericho at one point in this says he's like in five years all music is going to end up being like online anyway yeah and he was he's right like, so this is kind of like this dude changed the entire environment when it comes to the music industry yeah so I mean well they talk about that in the social network too and then Lars Ulrich of Metallica was kind of the main Chris Jericho makes the joke that South Park makes, which is like, they had to downgrade their plane from a G37 to a G6. Also, they talk about this. Oh, well, Chris Jericho also makes a joke like, oh, what's he doing? He's probably like flipping burgers somewhere. Nah, dude's an angel investor. He's doing just fine. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's doing great. So. And Jericho's friends with Ulrich. Well, I mean, you can make jokes about your friends. Like, sometimes your friends do asshole things. And and, and, it's true. and in, I guess, the defense of the musicians who complained about this, they had no way to know that this would turn into Spotify and Apple Music and no, stuff that would then get them, yeah. like, stream yeah. rights and stuff again. Instead of At 20, that time, yeah. I could see how it could be like, this could potentially change the music industry for the worse. Yes. So Easily. It could be like, oh my God, I sold one record as opposed to like 20 I could. I wonder if yeah. they feel stupid about it now. 
Probably not. I don't think they should feel stupid. If anything, it helps put into law, put in laws for future programs. I think also one of one of the other people that was big time suing them too was Dr. Dre, right? I think he was who later went on to be first of all of all the people to be suing for stealing other people's music. Dr. Dre, I would sit this one out, but also he went on to be a billionaire. So, you know. You think that it's the end of the world, and sometimes these are it turns also. Bu- I don't fine. know what title does if they pay their people more or whatever, but like I think I title pays their people yeah, more. That's because like thing. Spotify is a ripoff. I mean, not if you're somebody like Dr. Dre, probably. No, even or like, Metallica, even like the, even the people at the top. It's I forget what the math is, and I definitely have to research. I think it, that's why like, title became you need a thing. Millions of like listens to make like a fraction. You don't think Dr. Dre's getting millions of listens to get no but i'm saying but he's not making them it's not like he's making millions of dollars off spotify either like he's way. making a little money either way the next thing that's a google speaking of another creepy man obsessed with teenage girls for some reason moby wait does, what did he do he like that whole thing recently with natalie portman you don't remember no how he was like really creepy talking about how he dated natalie portman when she was like barely legal no and then natalie portman was like i don't know if i would really call it dating you just were kind of obsessed with me I don't I don't really know the whole story. All I know is that Moby's kind of creepy. He talks the three songs he lists for the year are Oops I Did It Again, which was 37 on the top songs mm-hmm. list. All the Small Things by Blink-182, which was number 3 on that list, and Country Grammar, which wasn't on the list at all. Yeah. At the very least VH1 could have used the songs that they highlighted. I mean, granted, Hot in Here is a bigger song than Country Grammar. That's what but... I was going to say. They have to they're like, "All right, if we're going to put Nelly on here, he's only getting one." The next thing they talk about is David Crosby fathering Melissa Etheridge's kids. I've meant to look up if her and that wife are still together, but I don't remember. And somebody makes the joke, how many no's did you have to get before you got to David Crosby? And I was like, valid point. Because yeah. well, at mean- first I was like, it was very invasive that people were like, who's the father? Who's the father? I mean, granted, I, it's one thing to be curious to know, but the fact that it was such a big source yeah. of like media speculation is really gross. And You must tell business. us. I mean, like, Excuse am I me. am I dying to know who the father of Mindy Kaling's child is? A hundred percent. Am I fine if I never find out? A hundred percent. There's rumors that it's, um, what's his name from The Office or Cory Booker. Oh, I was going to say I thought Cory Booker was There's the rumors. I, I, but I don't know. If I never find out, I'm all right now finding out. But also, David Crosby is a terrible choice besides the fact that he's, you know... Well, he was very his well... His general appearance. Yeah, he was respected in the But he was also industry. got, like, tremendous addiction issues. issues. Yeah, he's got a lot of issues, yeah. And as I think Michael Ian Black points out, male pattern baldness. Yes, that's the worst. No shade if you're bald, but, like, I'm pretty sure you would readjust your genes if you were able to, right? <laughs> I guess. Like, I'm just saying. Savage. So, yeah, an, an interesting choice, certainly. But, I and this was a huge news story, I remember. Then they talk about cribs. They breeze through this, basically. It was just like, everybody gets their bed and was like, this is where the magic happens. After the first, after you've seen, I guess the assessment, it's true. If you've seen, like, one or two episodes of cribs, you've seen them all. Yeah. And after Huge a while, open floor plans. After pools, it's been yards. on for enough time, it's like a lot of people are taking ideas from other people. Yeah. And they also didn't, they, and they came out with shit like years later that just said like people like rented these gigantic. Oh mansions. yeah, I they mean, did an episode of, people... of uh, oh what the hell was it? The Boondocks with what's his name? I don't know. Thugnificent. Yeah. He's like, I need to rent this pool or these like 
water slides and he rents all this shit and then once it's done it's like all right get the hell out of here yeah i mean some of the famous ones that i had completely forgotten about like master p i remember was i think like the first episode i remember that was his like a really yes because his house was like oh my god and then like little romeo had like his own his house. own house that's yeah. right oh that was weird because he's like our age so yeah. it's why would you let your like 11 year old have their own exactly like house tommy lee's was a famous one too i mm-hmm. remember Big Boys was famous because he had the dog. He has he has a lot of animals. Yeah, Ludacris, I think also one. right. Missy Elliott had a really nice. Oh, uh, then didn't we get Mariah Carey's like? They penthouse? don't show it here, but Mariah Carey's episode is arguably like the most significant. The penthouse one, yeah. Well, you get basic ones too. There's someone I remember Actually, they said they uh, went to. Uh, who does an episode? Some forty one. I totally pa- the podcast. I totally paused. Did a great episode on that. I think. Riley is a guest. Riley from nice. Snapback to Reality is a guest on that episode, but don't quote me on that. All I know is that for sure they cover it. It was such an iconic moment. And then I remember the Robbie Williams one too, because he was behaving very erratically. Yeah. And that informed my opinion of him for a very long time until I started watching The X Factor UK. And he is a sweetheart. I love him. He was probably just doing it at the time. More he was on so a lot to, like, of drugs, I think. And, oh, yeah, no, I think. No, he was really popular during this time, but, like, not really in the U.S. Well, he had the song. Millennium. Oh, I was going to say Angels. That's because they kept playing it over. Through it all, she offers me protection. I know. I think that's somebody else's song. Hmm. But he covered it. Yeah. I'm loving angels instead. Get ready for a lot more singing, everybody. We've got other songs coming up. And I know we're at an hour. And luckily after this, we're not going to have any more Jared from Subway talking heads. Yeah. Well. He goes on for. Oh, no. He. Oh, no. Well, we'll get back I to him. Well, unfortunately, we'll get back to him. Then we've got. Uh, oh, Kamora Simmons was another one, too, I remember, because that yes. she's not she doesn't live that far from where we grew up. Because the end of it, I remember them saying, like, they were right by the World Trade Center and like they had a lead. No, that wasn't Kamora's. That was um, that was, I think, Russell Simmons. But I think that oh. was I think they were split up. Oh, I thought they were together time. still the time. Oh. I don't remember. No, because they have the house in Alpine. Mm. And then uh, Mariah's was one that was damaged in 9-11. Mm. That was a great one where she gets on the fucking uh, Stairmaster in heels and her dog her dogs try to fight each other she gets in the bathtub at the end it's a it's an excellent episode it's a production then they for some reason have the liar of 2000s i forgot all about this guy johnny fairplay who lied about his grandma dying on an episode of survivor just so he can get saved or something like get that. the votes I it's forgot a game, all yeah. about that, which I think Snap Back to Reality just recapped Survivor Pearl Island. So that mm. was his season. So go back and watch it. Anyway, the liar of the year 2000 was a guy named Gordon Zwicky. He apparently won the World Championship Liar Award. So That's a thing. The last thing they talk about in this is Castaway. They talk about how there's a lot of ad placement for FedEx. I like for, no, they not even that's like Wilson and stuff too. Like that's it's all true. it's one long ad. I mean, I've never seen Castaway, so oh my god! And they spoil the ending. Yeah, they I, like you kind of have to expect what was coming though. I wouldn't. I sort of. I mean, the very very end, like where the movie leaves off. I didn't expect that. I guess. Anyway, I'm, I'm kind of surprised famous. you weren't expecting that. I mean, but I was you're shocked when you're like Helen Hunt was the love interest or whatever. I mean, that part I didn't know. I mean, I guess I would have assumed because it was only in Twister and as good as it gets. Why Helen Hunt's fine? I don't have an issue with Helen Hunt. I just good actress. I just I feel like what women want. That was when people talk about Helen Hunt, 
or the movie Castaway, they don't mention either of those things. So True. I just was a little surprised to see her. But then the, the very, very end is what I was surprised by. But we're not going to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it in case you haven't seen it either. True. 20 years later, still haven't seen it. Why would I go out of my way to see it? Like, it just, it there's other movie movies. At the there, time. Are, there are other movies that I would talk about. Now that we've hit the hour mark. <laughs> and we covered the first hour. I go. love the 2000s. The actual 2000s. So this one was 2014? Yes. This came out in 2014. So enough hindsight, but still not necessarily enough. The first. Oh, so side note, we couldn't not find this one on youtube so these are going to come a little bit as more of a surprise to mike yay and also so this is some stuff that they cover twice i think i took everything that they covered in both out okay but i yeah some of the stuff that happened in the year 2000 kind of like continued right that was more significant apparently in the in the year 2014 so the first thing they talk about is trading spaces I know the movie Trading Places. No, Trading Spaces is when they, you would just switch with a neighbor and you would decorate a room in their house. Oh, okay. That kind of rings a bell. It was on TLC. I didn't watch it. I know that, I think they brought it back recently. The only thing I remember is the one time where it was like this family switched and it was, one of the families was black and the black family hated, the wife hated whatever they did to the house. I forgot (laughs) what it looked like, but it was awful also i forgot to mention that because we couldn't not find this one online i don't know when we're going to put in the little bumper segments but i do have the information that they talk about so we will get to those at the end yes the next thing they talk about is almost famous which i saw for the first time a couple years ago great movie very good i like it a lot put kate hudson on the map it's really like it's a movie i honestly put off for a long time yeah I was like, yeah, hey, I don't really think I have interest. I don't really think I interest. care, right. It was on TV just randomly one day. That's how I watched it. just started. It. Yeah, it's one of those where you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm watching this right, right now. It just started. I might as well give it a chance. And it then pulled me in real quick. I felt the exact same way. Very cool. Love the classic rock aspect to it. Like the cast. I mean, that's, cast. Wait, that, so then what, if you like the classic rock aspect of it, why wouldn't you have thought you would have been interested in it in the first place? I guess it's more of the contrarian point of view where it's where you didn't want to like watch something. You're like, oh, this is too hyped. Like, forget this. Yeah, you watched all these other movies. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it was just one of those when it first started. I was like, man, this is not really like peaking my interest right now. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, Almost Famous is great. I haven't watched it. Actually, I feel like we need to go back and watch it because we both haven't watched it in a very long Maybe time. Maybe you should go watch one of the last three movies we went over in the was, other one. There was two that we went over that no. I haven't seen. Though, yeah, it was three. You're right. Gladiator, Dude, movies. Where's My Car, and Castaway. Yeah, I forgot. I okay. mean, come on. Fine. Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch Gladiator. Not today because we don't have time. But, like, later, eventually. So sometime during this quarantine, I will watch gladiator yes that is my promise that'll be a picture all of you sonia's reaction sonia's reaction to gladiator the next thing they talk about i guess because they decided to expand their view beyond just what nerdy white guys liked is pokemon i guess that doesn't really i mean that was really significant to us as children that might be the greatest theme song of all time the original what people (laughs) suck are you kidding me I want to be the villain. I'm not best. saying it's not great. Like, I'm no just the greatest. People know argue it. Argue it. What else? What would beat it? Um, I would argue that my favorite theme song is the Kimmy Schmidt theme song. I mean, that one's good, but I mean, come on. It's Pokemon. It's catchy as hell. 
I our courage will pull us. Down. I loved Pokemon though. Oh. I watched it every day. Every day I would negotiate that like I would get home from school and I would watch Pokemon at four o'clock and then I would extend it 30 extra minutes to Big Wolf on campus on Fox Family. I don't think I've ever seen that. So bad. It's like this stupid Canadian show. At least you admit it. It's so corny. I can't imagine that it's good. I'm going to find it on. You ever watch Wishbone? Yeah. Love that little dog. I didn't watch it as much as you would think that I would have. We did. That one, Ghost Rider. There's a lot of great kid shows. Yeah, this was a that great you time. Forget well, about. I mean, because you know what it is? It's boomers were the ones in charge at this point, and they wanted stuff that their kids, millennials, would watch. True. So that's how we ended up with so much. I mean, that's my argument. I don't know if that's the official answer, but like Nickelodeon but, was at its peak during this time. I don't give a shit what a Gen Z kid says. No, it's Nickelodeon, out. Nick Jr., Snick. Like, you had everything in that late 90s, Disney early 2000s. Channel. Mm-hmm. Fox Family as like a whole channel was great. What are the Disney movies called? Do you have DCOMs? DCOMs, there you go. Yeah. Disney Channel original movies. Man, was that like once a month, once every couple months? Once a do month, one? I think they did one. Mm. What was your favorite DCOM? That one's tough. I liked Brink when it came out. Mm, Brink true. was entertaining. Um, Luckily, the Irish was pretty Luckily good. Luckily, Irish. Oh, Ryan Merriman. Well, that's, yes, you were. Yes. I, Smart I, House. Yes. I loved, now let's I know, see. Now I know why you married an Irishman. Oh, that, was, that wasn't even the beginning of my love of the Irish. The <laughs> first guy ever, the first boy I ever kissed was Irish. His name was PJ something. Very, very Irish. <laughs> Patrick Jr. Literally, like that Irish. Um, I'm trying to think what other DCOMs. Uh, Gotta Kick It Up. Yes. The Color of Friendship. I'm definitely, and I didn't really, the Banks I'm sorry. Every, oh, Life Size. Life oh, size, I loved yeah. Life Size. And I love um, Tyra Banks. What about, what, there was another, was there another, oh, well, I did love Cadet Kelly. Yes, with uh, Ren Stevens. I'm, I'm yeah. calling them by their She's Disney so, names. Oh, like, Christian Carlson Romano always got on my nerves. Uh, Why? But, I don't know. Kim Possible. Wasn't there another, there was the one that made me cry that time true confessions where shia labeouf plays a boy on the spectrum i think that i was just about to say it wasn't oh, shia LaBeouf super upsetting mm. he was in another there were other oh and frankie too. muniz where he races the oh my car. god he's in the wheelchair, the wheelchair oh my god racer. which reminds me then there was the the jewish one right with the the hanukkah like the the guy coaches this basketball at the jewish school i don't know i don't one. remember and then eddie this is gonna take some research and we could do a whole other bonus episode yeah. on decoms but we won't Anyway, the next thing they talk about is Tiger Woods winning the 2000 U.S. Open. I don't really have any thoughts on that. Tiger Woods winning. Wait, was this the red polo tiger? Did they say? Uh, did that, it specifically say red? Isn't that red? his signature? Sunday Tiger, yo, wearing isn't, that Nike red polo. Isn't that the, his signature? He was like, the isn't goat that what at the he time. Wears? No one Tiger in his prime like that. No one better. I mean, well, people argue. What's his name? I don't know. I don't know shit about golf. It would be Jack so. Nicholas or whatever. I Nichols? think I don't who fucking no. I don't know shit about golf. The next thing they talk about is the perfect storm, which I've seen. Good. I've seen it in school. I don't know why they showed it to us in school, in middle school, but I've to seen make, it to make every kid cry. I guess. I mean, I haven't thought about it since. Do people still like check for it? It perfect won a bunch storm? of Oscars, right? I don't. I don't. No, I, it might have just won. It might have been up for some. I don't I think, think I've watched it. I've probably seen people it like twice it. in my life. What was the last time you thought about the perfect storm? Couldn't tell you. Right, exactly. Beginning of Mark Wahlberg's acting 
Like, where he started really getting on the map. I guess, uh, no. I wouldn't say it's the beginning of his acting career. I would argue Not that it is. Not acting career. It is the beginning the of map. him, like, being considered a, like. Leading Hollywood actor. Yeah. Because Fear is great. Fear is super underrated. Fear? I, uh, the fuck's the other one? The porn star one. Uh, that one was later. That's later. I'm sure they talk was about it? Boogie Nights I thought later. that was Boogie Nights was one of his first movies. Boogie Nights, I feel like. I thought that was like 98. Talk about another. Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. Yes. 97. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. It was Boogie after. Nights, young Heather Graham. A lot Ugh. of people in this movie. John Overrated. C. Riley. John C. Riley. Uh, what's his name? The one that's always really awesome on Twitter. Don Cheadle. There, there we go. go. <laughs> Jinx. Anyway, so, like, nobody thinks about The Perfect Storm anymore. Is George Clooney in that, too? Yes. I, I, I was, like, I remember being Diane in, like, Lane. middle school and being, like, why are we watching this? This is stupid. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which they just brought back. Was I not I literally just... yesterday yelling from the other room, who the fuck asked for them yes. to bring Who Wants to Be a Millionaire back? If it's not Regis, I don't want it. It's who? Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah, okay. I think so. I'm mm. pretty sure. And then a bunch of celebrities, so it's not even, like, regular people. Yeah. Like, it's celebrity contestants. I don't want to watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Just leave it in the 2000s, where it belongs. Yes. Because that was, like, must-see TV Sunday I had the night. board game, Remember? too. Remember? Mm-hmm. That was, like, must-see TV on Sunday nights. That was bum, the bum, shit. Bum. We, although we were, we definitely were Who Wants to Be a Millionaire people, but we were, my dad was obsessed with, what was the other one? I couldn't tell with you. The, with the angry British lady. Um, the weakest, the weakest link? link. Oh, we were a weakest link. It's house. all a character. I've listened. There was. A, I knew it was all a character. There's an episode. I didn't think she was really like that. It might have been Stone Cold's podcast. They brought her on. But no, the WWE, oh. the WWF at the time, they were on the show, like all WWF slash. Oh people. yeah, yeah. And they were like, they were sitting there, like trying to, as they say, pop her, like get her to break, because she's a character. Yeah. But like, there's times where they said it might have been. Uh, well, he goes by Bully Ray. I think he was Bubba Ray okay. Dudley. But he goes on about it. He's like, yeah, he's like, we all say all these smart ass things, even if she keeps up with us and stuff. No. It was really funny. A professional. Consonant professional. The next thing they talk about. Well, I hope Regis is flourishing, by the way. He's not talked about it in terms of people we want to protect from Corona or from life in general. But, like, mm. he deserves to be there. Although we've been watching Will and Grace since because we've been watching so much Will and Grace. He's they on it? Ta- no, they talk. Uh, they talked about Regis a couple times on Will and Grace. Oh, already? Yeah, like, we're only halfway through the on, first season. Oh, because you know why? Because Regis and Kathy was still on. Mm, Regis true. and Kathy Lee was still on. I think Very Kathy true. Lee left in the year two thousand. I think that wow, that was when she that. switched. I I hope Regis is flourishing and that he didn't vote for Trump. <laughs> the next thing they talk about is text messaging, which I guess we don't need to explain the importance no. of it to anybody yes. because we wouldn't exist. There's people that go. There was a time without it. I wouldn't say that anybody didn't doesn't know that, yeah. but all these kids will never know that noise with the internet. Yeah, well, that's not text messaging. I know. That's instant messaging. It's another thing that these kids don't know. Yeah, text messaging on our kids these Nokia's days, where you had to press the buttons. Did you ever have that little toy they had? What toy? They had this toy. It was, no, not iTalk. I forgot what the hell it was called. Oh. There was a little device. It looked almost like an egg shape, maybe more rounded, like kind of ovalish. And it was me and this one other kid, Nick, who was in my eighth grade class. So it should be like 2000, 2001. It might come up in a later episode then. But it was just like literally as long as someone in the room also yeah. had one, you could text and start. And we were the only ones. So we'd be sitting there. I don't want to say her name. 
but uh in one of the classes and like you'd be said she knows what's going on but text messaging doesn't really exist yet so there's like this toy device well, it's like passing notes on. that's yeah frowned upon in classes god I forgot what the hell that thing was called but it was awesome the next thing they talk about which is like I could not believe, like, when I realized that this song came out in the year 2000 and this wasn't on the top songs of VH1's 2000s list, I was, like, in a rage, remember? Rolling by Limp Bizkit? No, that's that's all you, sweetie. <laughs> uh, Smooth by Santana and yes. Rob Thomas. Wasn't like, tec- didn't you look it up and it was technically 99, though, when it was no. released? Maybe because I think Rolling was the same thing. But then, but then they put it in "I Love the 2000." Hmm. It caught popularity in 2000, maybe. I don't no, know. this is weird. Either way, the fact that it wasn't on the 90s it's, list it's or a the huge 2000s song. list is yeah. unreal. First of all, I still love that song. Yeah, if that song comes does. on, I'll still turn it up. But it was it was an inescapable. It was like a summer smash hit song, exactly. and no love from VH1 in the year 2011 or whenever they did that countdown. Terrible. It, so wrong. Still the on the radio thing, to this day. The next thing they talk about is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which I've never seen. It was okay. That's not one I would say that you have to uh, see. That was before Crazy Rich Asians. That was the last movie with a predominantly Asian cast to be number one yeah. in the box office. I understand. Nice. I understand its popularity. Um, I'm a huge. And is Michelle Yeoh in that too? Yes. Oh, love her. I am a huge, huge, Icon. huge, 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 like kung fu movie kind of fan. Um. It was very, very, very entertaining. It was cool where it has, like, you know, it's all the wire effects, special effects, all that fun shit. But, like, you know, when you look at a movie, you have a movie like that, then you have a movie like The Matrix, and it's kind of like, oh, Well, I guess because it's, like, in terms of action movie, like, action movies coming out of the 90s were all just explosions and shit, and this was... It was cool. They're, like, running up and, like, floating on trees and shit, like, sword fighting. It's kind of like, oh, fuck. But, I mean, you throw me any of those, like, 90s Jet Li movies, and I'm all in. That's secrets people don't know about. Like, Jet Li was an actual, like, world champion. I believe it was karate or something. I and then there's peop- feel like people knew that. But like, know- it's not the kind of thing where somebody would recite that information. But if you were to say, hey, did you know Jet Li was, like, a world championship, whatever, people would be like, that tracks. Would you believe the same about Jackie Chan? Yes. Well, that's false. Because okay. Jackie Chan was trained in, like, acting. He is not a martial artist. Huh. He may have studied Damn, some, obviously, like afterwards. But that, wow, look at you. But, uh, but no, I, it's not that I feel like a racist for that. I feel like it's also because he does a lot of No, you expect it. Yeah, like but, no, this, I was, you know what I mean? Like I if, read up, if he was only doing straight acting, and I, if you were to tell yes. me that, then that would be racist. But he does. But he went to like school. He Kung did school. Fu in a lot of his movies. So. He did schooling to learn how to do like the fight acting shit. Yeah. I mean, the dude mastered it. He's phenomenal. Clearly. And he probably did study some martial arts and stuff, but it, it's not to the level like... Jet Li would legitimately like kick people's asses in real life. Did you see? Did you watch that video where somebody asked him recently about making Romeo Must Die with Aaliyah? No. And how he was like, "Oh yeah, she was so nice, and like I love that the black community, like the African American community, really embraced me after. Like they, good, they love me. And I, like I was like, it was such a sweet, wholesome interview. Love like Jet it was Lee. really nice. Love his movies. The next old thing, school movies though. Okay. The next thing they talk about and is Eiffel sixty five's blue. Wow. Which I don't know if you could explain that on to list? a kid. No. But I because I feel like that's another one like Baja Man where it's like the song isn't really that good. No, the song is terrible. That's catchy argue, as shit. I would argue that Who Let the Dogs Out is a better song than Blue. I don't know if I agree with that. 
Really? I'm a 90s dance kind of guy, though, and blue. Up. Here's a story. That's how the song about starts. About a little blue guy. Something. About a guy that lives in a, a blue, blue world. Boy. And all day and all night. No, I'm not, I can't. I cannot. It just blue like him inside and outside. Okay, we can't. It's catchier. They had another song it's not called PlayStation that was very catchy. It I came just... on their album that had like blue, some other mix of blue, and then the PlayStation song. Oh, it sounds like a single. Chilling at my front. Is that what those? That's al- what a single not the is. Album, but like, singles yeah. are like because if you think about it, the way they used to, they used to have A sides and B sides. Yeah. For records. So and this stuff, CD so... would just have three. I guess it's the single, and then like, hey, check out our new. Yeah, song. the B side. What's yeah. considered the B side, even though you would, didn't have to flip a CD. Hmm. Yeah. I, I just, it's probably best that that song was forgotten with time, to be honest. Like, it just is very a moment in time that yes. I don't think we would be able to explain to somebody who wasn't, like, old enough to listen to pop music. Like, I don't ex- think. It would be like nowadays where you look like Gen fucking Z. Baby Shark. No. Gangnam Style. Yeah, that that is a better, that oh, is a closer Gangnam compare. Was so, that was, like, my favorite song for all. Yeah, that but Blue beat, was know? huge, but it's, like, that the is same true. thing. I mean, I would I would def- definitely say that Gangnam Style is a better song than Blue. Yes, agreed. Okay. Then the next thing they talk about is speed dating, which I didn't know was a thing. That was, was like, wasn't popular. A thing. Yeah, exactly. And before the 2000s, I knew that it was a thing. I I knew that it was it a thing. It just didn't hit its popularity. I, I just didn't know that it... Like, the 2000s was the invention of speed dating. I had absolutely no idea. If you would have asked me, like, if that that's a good trivia question. Like, when... Was it actually invented in 2000? I don't think it was invented. Is, or, like, when did... It just what decade is associated with... Speed dating. Speed dating. Huh. I wouldn't have thought the 2000s. I would have hmm. been, like, the 90s. Which I guess you could probably argue would still be right. Yeah. Because I don't think, like, it was invented in the year 2000. I don't know. Crazy. I didn't think to look it up. So, sorry, everybody. <laughs> The next thing they talk about is Charlie's Angels. I love that movie. This was really? I love, that, love movie. that movie. I love Shocking. Charlie's Angels. I think that it's where the Lucy Lou crush like for like everyone kind of came. Same with Cameron Diaz. Like people love. Well, her I told anyway. you this. I saw so her once in person and yes. her face is just flawless. Yes. Just a perfect face incredible nice <laughs> incredible fantastic outstanding i know which is so I funny because i saw her at a Gaga thing says. that you were like mad that i didn't bring that we didn't bring you to i wasn't mad you weren't mad i guess mad is a strong word yeah. you were disappointed that you didn't come it was kind of like oh anyway. and, and then you got to see lucy lou in person yeah but it's not like i went uh, up to her i just saw her I from maybe afar would have no i never would I you wouldn't have, have. I you were, if i didn't you no. wouldn't have no so i i think the charlie's angels is great no it's a, it's a very entertaining movie and the source of Good Independent soundtrack. Women Part One. There you go. It's oh. Independent. Throw your hand. Wait, that's what you yeah, mean? Yeah. Oh wow. That's it was the soundtrack from the soundtrack song from that movie. Oh shit. And Drew Barrymore and Tom. Another Green. good episode of yeah. Well, they were together, I think, by that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to look it up. He's in it. No, I lied. They met doing that movie. Oh, is that what it was? I think so. They talk about it on the Bechtelcast episode. Huh. This is all just one elaborate plug for the Bechdel cast, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I love Charlie's Angels. I love, what's his name? Crispin Glover in. Yes. That's his name, right? It's, uh, what's it? Marty McFly's dad. Yeah. George McFly. Yes. I, I, I think the Charlie's Angels is fantastic. Although, there's a time, that's part of why I don't like Bill Murray. 
because he was apparently really shitty to Lucy Liu in particular. Oh, uh, I've, I've heard the rumors. And somebody beat the shit out of him, right? Oh, I've, so I don't did. know about that. Somebody beat the shit out of him because of it. Also, Drew Barrymore produced this movie and she was like 24. It was like her. the lead executive producer. Well, I mean, she was also in stuff. movie or the Well, family. no, she was had to like re- Oh, this back. is after she came. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr.-ish. Mine, she didn't go We're to getting jail, to though. Robert Downey Jr., by the way. Oh, shit. So, funny you mention it. Well, not immediately, but yes. we're going to talk about him in a little bit. I, I just, I love Charlie's Angels. It's one of those that, like, if it's on TV, no matter what point it's at, I'll put it on. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I just think it's fun. And yet you haven't watched the newest one. Because everybody said the newest one wasn't good. It pro- well, it might not be, but I like the cast. But this one is like more, it's knowing, I feel like it's a little bit more self-aware that it's bad, right? Like it's this one? fun. Oh, yeah. I have no idea if they tried or not. We have to watch it now. I know. And I like, what's her name? Cameron Diaz? Lucy Liu? No, Drew well, not for the new one. Oh, Naomi. Well, everyone kind of had a little bit of crush on Cameron Diaz at the time. Lucy Liu, absolutely. I know, Drew our girl, Barrymore, our girl Naomi is in the new one. That's, what's her, Naomi Scott? Yeah. Uh, Jasmine. And Kimberly. And, uh, yes, Pink Ranger. Yeah. I'm a fan. The next thing they talk about is Brian McKnight's Back at One. I love that song. The music video is depressing as hell. It's a plane crash. I never knew that. I only knew the song. I didn't know the video at first. Like, oh, my God. I used to cry every time the music video. I used to cry every time the music video came on VH1. Yeah. It was so upsetting. Yeah. It's really sad. He's like a ghost. It's horrible. I mean, it's like a great video, but it's a horrible thing. <laughs> Just a horrible experience. Tells a story. Yeah, I guess. Just like, why? Why do you have to make everybody sad, Brian McKnight? I guess this is pre-9-11, too, so. That, I mean, yeah. obviously, planes crashed before 9-11, but, like, whew. The next thing they talk about is American Psycho, which I feel like I always forget came out in the year 2000. Yeah. It's such a good movie. I think. I have to return some videotapes. I use that line so much. I love it. Oh, my God. If somebody were to hear this in a vacuum, they would think that you were a very different, very problematic person. Like, you have very deeply problematic interests, despite being... Like a Anti- pretty, like the opposite of problematic. Yeah, like if you were to just lay out your interests, you have pretty standard like millennial problematic white dude interests. But like you believe that like LGBTQ people should have rights. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> that's, that's the cool thing about you, I guess. Um, <laughs> you're like some fucked up shit, but at least you're a good person. That's the thing. You're like my covert. You're my inside person. You show how that world thinks because they think that you're one of them, but you're not. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, and Reese Witherspoon moment, I was going to say, she's not, she's shrewd a lot in that. This we were, actually, no, we were she's... just talking about it because we were watching Mrs. Because we were watching Mrs. America. Has she and, been a villain? Well, because, fun fact for those who don't know, Gloria Steinem was Christian Bale's stepmom mm-hmm. and was adamantly outspoken that this movie should not exist. And he still took it anyway. So yeah. do with that information what you will. Something I learned from the Backdog. <laughs> It all Another, comes wow. back to that. Jesus. I don't know. I don't know what to say about American Psycho. I mean, I... I loved it as a movie. I don't want to say it's... I love it because it's so deeply problematic, but at the same time, it's like supposed to be satire of this type of exactly. person. So it's tough. But it's like, is it doing a good enough job satirizing while also just being really gruesome and problematic to women? Hey, the Paul. next thing they talk about, speaking of white male millennial interest is blink 182's all the small things yeah i was never big into blink 182 so i'm sorry really? i'm not into all the problematic white boys no stuff. i don't think they're problematic I mean, I don't not think that they are but what most problematic white guys are your age are into yes 
And we t- we've talked about this song at length between the one song earlier. I liked before 2000s, the damn it song from Can't Hardly Wait. I think we talked about this the last time we talked about. And we finally remembered what it is. You you remembered. I never cared. So the next thing they talk about is Jared Fogle, and we're just going oh to my leave God. that alone. So you were right. It is in the next one? Yeah, I know. All right. But yes, let's just skip Jared. We have nothing to say. He's Jared sucks. Shit. You all know what he did. Fuck if you him. don't, I'm I mean, sorry, Google I him so you don't understand. You. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's The guy liked child porn. We can move on. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't, it's, it was, yeah. He no. was like actively seeking it out too, exactly. right? Like, and Suppo- seeking yeah. out sex with children, right? Ugh, ra- raping children. Sorry. It's not sex. Yeah. It's rape. He's someone where like people in the conspiracy world would be like, oh, like they're being framed because no. they're not doing what the rich people want Who, them to do. But big, well, it's like, dude, it's Jared. Nah, the nah. He was like active. They have like him on videotape asking for oh, it, think, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Oof. Not video, like like audio recordings, I think, or something like that. It's I don't Let's even think he on. denies it either. It's ugh, icky. The next thing they talk about is cheaters, which I didn't really watch at the time. Never I watched. know everybody's gasping, like Sonia, how could you not? I feel like I would love it. I just never got around to it. Is this the show where some dude got the host got yeah stabbed, the host got stabbed and then they stopped the show or something? I think that's why they stopped the show. Well, th- at least you could tell the show wasn't fake. No, I mean, I think if you could argue that it was staged or like oh. people were all willing participants in it. But I mean, I never watched it. I think they brought it back or they're bringing it back. I think VH1 is now trying to bring back a bunch of popular shows, reality shows that were popular yeah. in the 2000s. I think that's part of it. And that's Bad Girls Club is part of it, too. Retro is always we're in. not their channel. We're not their shows originally. Yeah. But I need to go. I would and go Chance back. may eventually get his show. I mean, we don't know if it's going on VH1. I could see that. And I just up hope on it happens in general. Zeus or whatever. True. Then we get the summary of the bumper things. The oh my moment of the two thousand of two thousand. George Takei covers the year most the year's most outrageous moment, and it was the rise and fall of Robert Downey Jr. Now I knew that he was problematic. Like I remember. Knowing him in my childhood as one of those actors that was always getting into trouble, but mm-hmm. never really paying attention. Also, because my parents watched Ally McBeal, or at least my dad did. Yeah. Um, which is another show that I've never watched an episode of. And I need to find somewhere streaming so I can watch that during the quarantine. It might be on Hulu or something. I don't think so. Yeah. I know it used to. Oh, you know what? I think it is on Hulu. On I think you're right. I know I've seen it somewhere, like scrolling through shit, and like, no, I'm not watching that now. But. I need to go back and watch it because I know that people loved it and it seems really it's got a lot of people that I like in it. So all right, I'm going to have to go back. But anyway, so for those who don't remember or if you primarily only really know Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, after spending nearly a year in the California substance abuse treatment facility and state prison, Downey, on condition of posting $5,000 bail, was unexpectedly freed when a judge ruled that his collective time in in incarceration facilities spawned from the from some arrest in 1996 oh arrests plural in 1996 had qualified him for early release that is some privileged shit if i've ever heard it you were in jail before so that's good enough just (laughs) give us five thousand dollars america then a week after his 2000 release downey joined the cast of the hit tv series ally mcbeal playing the new love interest of calista flockhart's title character that's her name calista flockhart yes i think still married to harrison ford Interesting. They've been married for a long ass time. If they're still together, assuming they're still together, which I'm pretty sure they are. Uh, won him an Emmy and a Golden Globe. He also appeared on the Ally McBeal cast album where he wrote a song and performed. 
either the same song or another song. Huh. Despite, uh, this is coming from Wikipedia in case it wasn't clear. Despite the apparent success, Downey claimed that his performance on the series was overrated and said, it was my lowest point in terms of addictions. At that stage, I didn't give a fuck whether I ever acted again. Jeez. Now I really want to watch it. <laughs> like, if he thinks that this is the worst and it's still got him an Emmy and a Golden Globe, I have questions. Huh? <laughs> Before the end of his first season on Ally McBeal, over the Thanksgiving 2000 holiday, Downey was arrested when his room at Merv Griffin's Hotel and Givenchy Spa in Palm Springs, California, was searched by the police who were responding to an, an anonymous 911 call. Why are there so many, like, tricky words in this? It's Wikipedia. Downey was under the influence of a controlled substance and in possession of cocaine and Valium. Despite that, despite the fact that if convicted, he would have faced a prison sentence of up to four years and eight months, he signed on to appear in at least eight more Ally McBeal episodes. <laughs> and that was just the year 2000, yes. everybody. Like, there is a lot more before and after this, mm -hmm. before he turned into the man that we all know him as today. Whew. Gotta love privilege, am I right? Then we get the hotties of the year 2000. Nellie lists three female entertainment personalities for from each year. His hotties, or the hotties that he is forced to recite, are Sarah Michelle Gellar, okay. Halle Berry, and nice. Faith Hill. Okay. That's... I like Faith Hill. I don't know. Yeah. No, I like Faith Hill. She's Ever... still a Tim McGraw, right? Yeah, no, they're definitely yeah. still together because my two favorite Faith Hill moments is that time where they didn't cut the camera away from her and she got really pissed that she lost that award and the time that she was doing the joint tour with Tim McGraw and some lady in the front row like grabbed his junk, which is rude and terrible and really inappropriate. But Faith Hill came out to do her set next and she saw the lady in the audience and like called her out on stage and was like, hey, I heard about what you did to my husband. That shit is unacceptable. Don't do it again. Jeez. I love it. You love to see it. Surprised they didn't kick her out. I know. But I think she probably wanted to drag yeah. her first. I mean, ever I guess yeah. all that to say Faith Hill is a bad bitch. Yes. Don't fuck with her. No, she's always been one of the like, I guess, country music's like crushes i guess people have had her young shania twain i mean she's she's beautiful it's yeah. hard not to everyone she's had like, a, she's like a yeah. supermodel everyone had their halle berry thing i mean yeah I and then was sarah michelle geller never too into sarah michelle geller i mean i could see it going either way <laughs> like you know nothing really surprised more me of a, yeah more of the jennifer love hewitt type that makes sense that that makes more sense to me about you <laughs> Then they did the Year in Spears. They did. Uh, they would do a retrospective montage presenting every Britney Spears moment from each year. We'll talk a little bit more about Britney when we get to the music segment that I have designated mm. later. But yeah, the, the, the it was a big year for Britney. Two thousand was a big year for Britney. Then Michael Kenneth Williams, a.k.a. Omar from The Wire. There you go. Does the anti-hero of 2000. And the anti-hero for the year 2000 was Tony Soprano. Obviously, awesome. cannot argue, one of the greatest characters in television history. Agreed. I cannot say enough good things about how James Gandolfini acted his fucking ass off. This is my hill to die on. Like... It's not I, a hill to die on. I think, I think everyone this, agrees and I, with no, you. No, I know, but I didn't think I'd be one of those Sopranos evangelist people because it's like New Jersey and it's so cliche yeah. and whatever. And you hate everything New Jersey. I don't hate everything. New I love Whitney Houston. Yeah, but she's not like when you think New Jersey, you think you, Whitney. She should be because everyone she thinks is like Jersey Bruce. born and raised. Everyone thinks Bruce. Everyone thinks Bon Jovi. Yeah, because they got some sort of like 
racist monopoly. Not that they're racist. They seem like perfectly nice people. They actually both seem like really great guys. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think John Bon Jovi was doing, like, during this whole situation, he was doing homeless shelter. Like, he was providing lunches for people. Like, working in kitchens. And I'm sure Bruce has donated a bunch of stuff. They're both... They're well, both Bruce really great guys. Liberal. I know. I, you love to see it. He like even said, I feel really guilty about not doing more to mobilize the working class vote during the 2016 election mm. and said he wouldn't make that mistake again. So I guess we'll have to see how he does. You go, Bruce. He's the boss. Yeah. All that to say, Tony Soprano is like one of the best characters that's ever existed. <laughs> ever. And if you haven't watched The Sopranos, you should. It's great. That's it. Then... <laughs> They have guilty pleasures of the 2000s. Now, this this segment really pisses me off. Here's why. One, Brett Michaels is the person hosting it. Okay. I guess because he's, I mean, not that he's a guilty pleasure 90 person. Obviously, he's a guilty pleasure 2000s person. Why did I say 90s? 90s had nothing to do with anything. I guess he was, res- well, I guess it is relevant. Mm. He was responsible for a guilty pleasure show in the 2000s. So. There you go. Anyway, Brett Michaels talks about it, but the thing that really pisses me off about this is that it's guilty pleasures, but it's, like, stuff that was popular among teenage girls. So, so the like guilt... So, well, I'll get to it, but my argument about this... I want to finish complaining about this before we move on to what it actually is. <laughs> the bullshit thing about this is just proof that, like, the world hates teenage girls. I'm not going to go... I tried... I didn't want to go on too many rants during the course of this episode, but the world hates teenage girls, okay? So... Didn't we just watch something that pretty much says that, though? They're like, oh, we hate. It's like girls until they're what age? Yeah. uh, I love you now die. I love you now die. That was the thing. Mm. But basically just the idea. I mean, this is something that's been explored prior to that, which is why like boy bands are so universally hated until they go out on their own solo careers and stuff Mm. like that. Like stuff that teenage girls are interested in is always shit on by mainstream society. So the three guilty pleasures of this year are Von Dutch hats, which in fairness, that deserves to get shit on. But it was a thing that teenage girls liked. Gilmore Girls, which I've never watched, but people fuck with it. And Bring It On. Yeah, I love that movie. Bring It On is fucking amazing. That's like cult classic. It's not going to win an Oscar, but everyone loves it. Exactly. And tackled the the issue of cultural appropriation before it was cool. And they let us know what spirit fingers are. Yeah, I just, I love Bring It On. And I feel like people, people love Bring It On. It's a great movie. Like, I feel like all people love, not all people, but like a lot of different types of people love Bring It On. The idea that it was a guilty pleasure, I guess. It was like the I, birth of Gabrielle Union, too. I saw it. Well, that's not true. Um, what else was she in before that? What was she in? What the, 10 Things I Hate About You was Oh, that's 99? right. She was the oh, no, it might have been 2001. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember. The last thing they talk about is Millennium Remixes. I guess it's that same kind of awkward cut bonus clip thing. The thing I talked about, Michael Ian Black, before, how he talked about the thong song. It's called Millennium Remixes. At the end of every episode features a remix version of Hal Sparks recapping the year that was discussed. Oh, never mind. Anyway, so that sums up everything that VH1 thought was important. But we've got other stuff we need to talk about. There is definitely other stuff. There's other stuff. So some of the big major events, like cultural reset moments, relevant to you in particular, the PlayStation 2 was released in March of the year 2000. I I did not have one. You never had a PlayStation? I was. I had a PlayStation. I mean, you have one now, but... I had... PlayStation at the time it was just PlayStation. It's now known as PS One, the original. I had that. 
I had I was always more of like the Nintendo kind of guy, but I had well, Nintendo. Well, we've got a GameCube coming out in August. Then so. there's GameCube came out in August. Oh, for this, game. that is what I got. I got a GameCube for Christmas oh. instead. Uh, well, if you would have just let me finish the and sentence, then I eventually then... got an Xbox. Okay. And I never had a PS2 or PS3. I was always Xbox. Well, now we have a PS4, so that's yes. that well on PlayStation. That. Now that it's got late years later. I've grown uh, more accustomed to PlayStation. I do like. I'm probably going to stick with it and get a PS5. There was also the Sydney Olympics that year. Don't really have anything to say about that. Don't really remember it except for the fact that we had to. Everything was on at night. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. The 2000s is really bringing out the puberty in you. Right That's now. really what it is. Flashback. Another very significant year 2000 moment that I cannot... I guess they mentioned it very quickly in passing in the thong segment, but J-Lo's green dress. Yeah. A cultural reset. That was like on everything. And wasn't she just in it at the Super Bowl performance? Yeah, no, she brought it back or, up. Well, they it was because it was like SNL. 20 years. Well, yeah, like she brought it out a couple different times for a couple different things mm. because it was 20 years since then. And it was also the thing. I mean, granted, she obviously was famous then, but it yes. was that's what took her to like next level yes. stardom. The other huge thing, speaking of implied nudity scandals incredible cultural resets britney at the vmas which is when she performed like a medley of her songs and stripped down to that nude bodysuit yes that's right pre-toxic obviously i was just gonna say wasn't that in the music video with the shininess but yeah no i mean she also does it in toxic but this is like when she she's in like a a pinstripe kind of suit and then takes that stuff yeah off and then it was like thong loops over the pants and it was i I remember a lot of people were in a tizzy for Let's a variety of reasons. be controversial. Yeah, then Blockbuster, apparently Netflix comes to Blockbuster and was like, hey, do you want to buy us? And Blockbuster's like, no, this is stupid. So Touché. if you ever feel bad about a mistake you've made, at least you weren't Blockbuster. Yeah, you had the chance. Let's see. Oh, Magazine was launched that year. Exciting for moms everywhere. Is that Oprah? Yep. Okay. Wasn't sure. St. Louis Rams defeated the Tennessee Titans in Super Bowl 34. Mm-hmm. The Subway Good Series. Year. Very exciting for us personally. Yes. Yankees As, Mets. It was uh, Yeah, I mean, I not guess it much was, of a series, but Yeah, it was probably not as exciting if you weren't from the New York metro area or weren't a fan of one of those teams. But it was exciting time to be in this area. In yeah. this area. And obviously something major that happened, but obviously wasn't going to get a bunch of jokes made about it in a VH1 segment was the Elian Gonzalez saga, which also they did on You're Wrong About, I think, but I never listened to it. I'd have to. I don't know. All, I you mean, don't I remember? know. I remember what happened and I remember the way like media shows us like step by step, kind of like he came here, floated over here. They got him. He was with his family. Yeah, he was saved by a dolphin, and... he says. That's what they said. He was saved That's by what he a said. dolphin. Wow. That's what he said. Yeah. Good for you, dolphin. Then... Well, they always say there's a tie between humans and dolphins from, like, way back in the day. Really? Like, bat, yeah. Like, it's always been kind of one of those, like, is there a chance that humans and dolphins were once kind of, like, together? It pretty much goes with the theory of evolution that there, there's mermaids out there. You know? I thought that mermaids were considered to just be purely hallucinations. Probably. But it goes back in the evolution, like if humans were in water, dolphins were kind of like dogs, but much more intelligent. Okay. So 
the next thing I want to get into is like a little bit tie between significant moments and the next segment, which are TV shows mm. during this time. So Oxygen Network premieres. Very exciting for me. As that a, was in 2000? 2000. Holy shit. This is the Bad Girls Club. I think because this is when Oprah still fucked with it. Like, because Oxygen, oh, Oprah before the own network and then it turned into ratchetry and then true crime and then oprah just suddenly became less and less a part of it then boomerang also premiered the channel where they played the retro cartoons nice it was really a great time to be a kid i mean at that time even outside of boomerang i mean no i meant like in general like we nickelodeon talked about, cartoon network yeah like this is we the talked about it before time. there was plenty of stuff for you to watch yeah we were never bored. Well, we were bored, but this is, we had plenty of channels it, to choose But it between. wasn't due to lack of content. Yes. Then there was the show, Who Wants to Marry a Multi-Millionaire? Okay. I remember this was, like, really huge. It was a Fox Network reality show in which a multi-millionaire named Rick Rockwell married contestant winner Darva Conger on television. In 2002, TV Guide ranked it number 25 on TV Guide's worst TV shows of all time. Nice. Uh, the premise was it's a special structured like a beauty pageant competition in which 50 women, one from each state, competed to be the bride of an unknown multimillionaire whom they never see except in a silhouette. Interesting. It's kind of like a, it's a little bit love is blind tie. A little bit. Yeah. Competition should include a swimwear portion and a question and answer portion. The millionaire ultimately re- revealed as Rick Rockwell selected Darva Conger of, uh, of California and married her on the spot. In addition to a television wedding, Conger also received a three carat diamond ring, more than a hundred thousand dollars in prizes. Oh my goodness, they definitely ended up divorced. The liberal leaning National Organization of Women and the conservative leaning Media Research Center denounced the show. So it was just everybody's united no one in could hating like it. This. And yeah. in case you're wondering, it was pre Bachelor. So yes. it walked so the Bachelor could run, yes. so Flavor of Love could fly. Yes. It's like, yeah, we, we were re- eternally grateful. Guys, we really fucked up on this one. Let's not make this mistake again. I just wanted to look up Rick Rockwell really quick. What's his deal? Can't find anything about him really because now i remember they did oh joe millionaire they did later joe on joe millionaire where was he's like a thing where worker. they think that he's actually yes. rich but he's not either way we, i guess we're inadvertently grateful to that show 2000 was also the year of the more cowbell sketch awesome yes and the first gay male kiss on primetime dawson's creek season three finale hmm I never watched Dawson's Creek either. Is Me that on, is that on streaming? I think that's Most on likely. Hulu, right? It's probably on Hulu. It's definitely on one of them. I need to know if that's worth watching back. It was a gigantic show. People loved it. I don't see why not. If it was that popular for that long. Yeah. But I mean, it's a teen show. I mean, I guess my question is, how well does it hold up? I think even my brother watched it. Yeah, because it was like a teen. Like, it was a, if you were a early, very early, like, millennial cusp, like, if you were a Gen young Gen X slash zennial with an x mm. that was your show like i know like my older cousins watched it and nice. that was like cool that's where people started the crushes on uh what's her name all of them who's all, on all of those people well, pretty much every actor on it the, was uh... katie holmes and michelle williams yes. and james vanderbeek and joshua jackson yes. charlie conway who mighty ducks oh right i've seen mighty ducks before <laughs> the mighty duck man i swear to god i was like emilio Ha ha! So you want to go make out? 
some shows that premiered in the year 2000 were Survivor, as we established. Big Brother, which, nice. uh, well, in the American version. I think it had already existed in England. some, Euro- no, no, another country, Belgium, something like that. Like, it's another country where they don't speak English. Mm. But it was, like, a, a fancy Europe country. I believe I watched the first two seasons. MTV's Diary. Do you remember this? Where they would, like, it follow around famous familiar. people for a couple days, and then, like, they would have it half written, and then talking heads and stuff. I guess. It was like it a, sounds very an familiar. anecdotal time. Then making the band, the original yes. one with O Town, mm-hmm. even Stevens, yes, Battlebots, okay, One Hundred Six and Park. No of it, didn't watch. Catch me as I fall over Surprise, in shock. Yeah. Uh, Girlfriends, okay, Cribs, mm-hmm. we talked about. Yes, Gilmore Girls, we talked about. CSI, we talked about. Curb Your Enthusiasm, okay. As told by Ginger. Loved it. Queer as Folk, which is Hal Sparks show, even though I think he's straight. Or at least... I don't know. Was straight at the time. Like, when... Michael Scott. Identified as straight at the time? I don't really know. I love gay people, Jan. I watch Queer as Fuck. That's not what it's called, Michael. And the final one is Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, my God. I love that show. (laughs) Carl. Carl's the best. And the fries. I love Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Go out and watch... uh, Ham, is it? Shit, why can't I remember it now? Ham banana. Yeah, don't. I'm not. I won't. Okay. But if you got everyone, shows go that ended in the year 2000. Course. Boy Meets World, which recently just popped back up in the news for some not fun reasons. Mm. Are you afraid of the dark? Great show. Uh, iconic. Kablam! Loved it. My mom. Kablam! My mom loved Kablam. You well, you always say because what's her name when she flew the, in the fan right, or whatever? Right. What's the girl? The, I have no idea name? what their names or are. The All one, I know is Meltman. Yeah. She gets Captain Stinky. The Captain Stinky was the one that in the toilets, right? Yes. And then the girl, I can't think of what her name was. My mom loved that her hair would get caught in the fan. And she would spin around. I can't explain it. Keenan and Kel ended in the year 2000. Pepper Ann. And for you and you alone... WCW and ECW ended in well, 2000. Because Vince bought his competition. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. Terrible human being. Huh? Movies. Great year for movies, surprisingly. Are you... Do you want to guess any of the highest grossing films of the year 2000? I'm going to assume the best picture winner was Gladiator. Right, but that's not what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I'm talking about highest <laughs> grossing films. That's Are you pro- able to guess what the number one highest grossing film of the year no, 2000 I, no, was? No, I would need, like, options. I'm assuming that was one of them, but I don't think that's going right, to be number gonna one. All right, I'm going to start from 10. It was actually number two. I will start from number number 10, which was What Lies Beneath. Okay. Never seen it. Not, it's Richard Gere, if I'm not I mistaken, know. but I don't think What's I ever watched it. What's your Richard Gere? Nothing. I'm just saying it was him and what, Michelle Pfeiffer, I think? No, I think it was Diane Lane. No, that was the one where they dated. Uh, oh, that was unfaithful. They were married, unfaithful, and that came out years. Oh, later. you're right. It might be Michelle. It, it Pfeiffer. was Michelle Pfeiffer. I remember the scene like they're laying in a bathtub or something. Some fucking weird yeah. thing happens. That wasn't unfaithful. No. no. Um, number nine is X Men. Okay. Number eight was the Perfect Storm. Okay. Again, haven't seen X Men. Seen Perfect Storm. Meet the Parents is number seven. Loved it when it first came. Yeah. out. Yeah. Great movie. Hilarious. Big Ben Stiller fan. Yes. When. The kids I watch, their grandmother comes from Israel. For some reason, she always has that movie on 
when she's the here. Meet the parents? I don't know why. Like, it was on a loop, like, the last... T- yeah, the, when she came to visit both times. Wow. I guess they show it on the premium movie channels a lot. I guess. Number six was How the Grinch Stole Christmas, okay. which was the biggest opening weekend for a Christmas film, and technically the highest film of the year but the momentum went into 2001 which is crazy that it it technically only premiered in like the last month of the year 2000 and it still was one of the highest grossing films i remember seeing it actually with i think it was like my sister some of her friends and stuff i don't know if it's a birthday thing or what but number five i guess is no number six is dinosaur which i've never seen never seen number five can I see with my eyes? Can number four. Count? No, sorry. Number four is number five is dinosaur. Number four is what women want. Okay. Which I've uh, never seen. It was before the Mel Gibson terribleness. Yeah. What I women know. want is a very entertaining movie. I'll take your word for it. I enjoyed it. Another Helen Hunt as a love interest. Yeah, I know. You mentioned that earlier. I did. I think. Number three, Castaway. Yep. Number two, Gladiator. Okay. Number one, Last Chance. Do you want to guess? Dude, where's my car? No. Action movie. In 2000? Bad Boys? Mm Mm-mm. Give up. In 2000? I guess, yeah. Mission Impossible 2. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, Mission Impossible 1 was really good. It caught on, so I could see that. So how many of these movies have I seen? One, two, three. Three out of ten? Yeah, but you've never... Oh, my God. Anyway... Other movies like every released list this we year. Go okay, I have to go through the other movies released this year because it's a really great list. Are you ready? Okay. Next Friday. Love it. Scream 3. Don't love it. An extremely goofy movie. Don't love it, but I do like it. Love the original, of course. It's a shame. First one. A it movie was good. that I included for you because I assume that you would know it beyond the mat. Yeah, it's more the documentary. It was like the first time a documentary crew kind of went more to show the behind the scenes of wrestling. Got it. Final Destination. Decent movie. If you don't follow Devin Sawa on Twitter, you should. Yeah. Junior Floyd. Romeo Must Die, which we were talking about before. Love it. Anthony and a young Anthony. Anderson. Yeah, I know, because that's my dad's line. Dim Sum. I've talked about it on yes. the show before. Yes, you have. High Fidelity, which you love. Yes. And the TV show you like. Mm-hmm. 28 Days. Is that? Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I love yes. that one. You're I've seen of that the zombie one. Movie, I was. Yeah. I think I put it here thinking it was the zombie movie, but I do love the Sandra Bullock one. There you go. Love and Basketball, which I've never seen either. Sorry. Mm. Road Trip. Never seen it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big Mama's House. I've seen a lot because my brother had it playing constantly for some reason. Chicken Run, which is the highest grossing stop motion animated film still. Really? Yes. I don't think I've ever saw it. I don't think. Uh, That's no, Mel I've Gibson seen it. Too, I saw it, it once. No, I don't think. So. Uh, I think it's Mel Gibson. I hope not. I haven't seen Chicken Run, but I think the follow-up to this was like a Wallace and Gromit one. Or no, Shaun the Sheep might be number two. And if you haven't seen Shaun the Sheep, it is adorable. Mm-hmm. Please go see it. Me, myself, and Irene. Never seen it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yo, we're going to have to write some. You might have to write I, this down on another list. I literally do have it written down. This is something else. The Patriot? That's fucking hilarious. And that's another I've phenomenal seen, I've movie. Seen pa- I've seen The Patriot. But I'm still talking. I've seen The Patriot. Apparently, Mel Gibson but was in a lot seen of me, fucking movies. Mel Gibson was in a lot of amazing movies. It's just more where it Whatever. comes down to Fuck like, Mel Gibson. him being a trash human being years after this. 
probably a trash human being during well he's still during but not it's not known but i'm a cheerleader i've never seen that either but it's on one of the streaming ones i've been don't to watch it it's uh it's like gay cult classic movie starring natasha leone and Mm. rupaul all right scary movie which i've seen the pokemon movie uh one of the first times i remember crying in a movie theater as a child Mm mm-hmm I didn't watch it in the theaters, but I did watch it at home. And the, yeah, that Pikachu scene is something. Yeah. Coyote Ugly. Love it. I really? love This movie started such a Piper Parabo crush. Huh. Entire Love Banks. this movie, of course. Original Kings How of do you Comedy. Not love- Coyote Ugly is so good. I feel like I saw it once and I thought it was fine. Ugh, I love that movie. Uh, Original Kings of Comedy. Awesome. Legendary. Iconic. Bring it on. We talked about. Uh, Remember the Titans. Love it. Billy Elliot. Strong side left side. Billy Elliot. Great movie. I've never seen that. No? No. Oh, man. Great movie. The Ladies Man. I think I've actually seen this. Yeah, with... Uh, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, yeah. Bedazzled. Not a great movie, but entertaining. Love Elizabeth Hurley. I mean, who doesn't? Oof. And uh, Brendan Fraser. Who doesn't? Brendan Fraser was in a lot of movies with a lot of very hot actresses to the point that it's like... English, too. Bisexual, Elizabeth Hurley, Rachel Weisz. Bisexual jumped out. Of somebody, not me. But I feel like people talk about that. Like, well, people have been talking about the mummy a lot, being like, that was when I knew I was bisexual or pansexual because of or her? whatever. No, because of um the mummy. Because everybody in the mummy, all the leading people in the mummy, well, most of the leading people in the mummy were hot. Who? Brendan Fraser, smoking hot. They'd consider him, then they'd say Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss, smoking hot. Yeah. Uh, the girl, Anoxana Moon. Oh, yeah. And then the other guy, the guy that helps them with the face tattoos and the long oh, hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude, I forget what the group he's a part of, but yes, okay. Yeah. Oh, he's in Deuce Bigelow as like the male gigolo yes. that he takes over. Yes, gotcha. that, which I've never seen that either. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? Rob Schneider movies, I can understand kind of what, oh he my sucks. God, but. He's another terrible person too. Uh, I know, but those movies were funny. Uh, let's see what else. Pay it forward cried during that one as well mm. little nicky love it i don't think i've ever seen it in full come on popeye's chicken is fucking awesome rugrats in paris okay i don't even think i've actually seen that i got my rugrats in paris and they going sorry <sighs> miss congeniality love i cannot it. believe they never talked about she's that. another huge sandra bullet crush i love miss congeniality again i think i talked about this in last week's episode they recap it during mm-hmm. P.S. I hate this movie. Because I saw this thing as well on Twitter where some people are saying, uh, like, they're like, Meg Ryan has to be the romantic comedy queen. Comedy yeah. goat. And I was like, well, if we're talking from Sandra Bullock, they is identify probably as a, a solid, female perspective. I guess the holy trinity would be Sandra Bullock, Meg Ryan, Julia Roberts. Yes. But then from, I guess, what the piece what would be identify as female. Is that correct? Yes. So for male, I mean, that's where, because they didn't say anything about gender or anything. And someone comments and they go, hey, the real goat is this. And it was Hugh Grant. And I'm like, yeah. Were you, like, was if, it you? Was it from your no, like, it was sock not account? Me. Yeah. That's my, it's my Hugh Grant stan account that right, I tell no one stan about. Right, from stan Twitter, right? You run a stan Twitter account my, for I, Hugh Grant? <laughs> Hugh Stant. That's what no. I am. Stan. No, stop. The joke, is, the joke is over what we'll keep going okay fine oh brother where art thou which i've never seen oh brother where art thou is another good movie Clooney and traffic which i've never seen not a fan of the movie traffic no it won best no it might have won 
best picture of 01 because I think it came out at the end well, of 2000s. Well, that's the thing. That's why I didn't want to get into like best picture yeah. and stuff because getting into the awards because it's all stuff that came out from the year prior or if mm. we were talking about what won the best picture yeah. in 2001 would be the movies. It just is too complicated. 2000, yeah. I didn't want to get involved in all that. So on to, I guess we're going to round it out finally. Can you believe we're actually finally wrapping this up? Actually, no, it's only been two hours. But, you know, wrapping it up, we're going to focus on music. Yeah. Music. What do you think the number one billboard number one song for the year 2000 was? I bet you will not be able to guess because I was shocked. Two thousand. I don't know. I'm really, 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 right. really trying to think. So you but... know what? I, I let's start with ten, and I'll work my way. Because Britney, out. oops, I did it again. Didn't come till later. Right? What if I told you Britney Spears did not have a song in the top ten songs of the two thousands? Of two thousand. Of two thousand. Yes. yes. Britney no, Spears did that not I believe, have a song because she could be other years. So I'll start with number ten. Was Tony Braxton? He wasn't man enough. Was Ooh. man enough for oh, me? Love Is that that, that song? song? Yes. Okay. Okay, I could see that being there, though. Tony Braxton, good voice. Oh, amazing voice. Iconic voice. Just, like, one of the best. Number nine, Bent by Matchbox 20. This is a huge year for Matchbox. Help me, I'm I'm bent. bent. I'm so scared that I'll never. Number eight, Amazed by Lone Star. I have sad school dance memories associated with For whatever reason, I went right to the Beatles. But I know what this song is. <laughs> that's so funny. I went straight to the Beatles too. Yeah. I was like, baby, I'm amazed. And I'm like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That's not what this no, is. Which no. one is this? Baby, I'm amazed by you. That's right. Okay. Where Number... you do what you do. Yes. I'm yes. so in love with you. Yes. Just keeps getting. Oh my God. That song is great. Yeah. Well, it's fine. <laughs> uh, Number seven. I Knew I Loved You by Savage Garden. Love it. It's a bunch of cliche wedding songs, apparently. Mm. Um. <laughs> That's why Ed Sheeran's always at the top. Yeah. Number... Six, I think. No, that was number... Seven? Six. Yeah, six. Say My Name, Destiny's Child. Okay. Iconic. Even though technically that came out in 99. So that's how big of a hit it was. And it came out in like So the this middle. is the end of the year of 2000 with the top 10 was? End of the year was? of 2000, right. Oh, but okay. the thing is, Destiny, Say My Name came out, I think, in July of 99. Wow. So that's how big of a song it was, Jesus. was that it became the top one of the top 10 of the following year it's like the mr bright side of the u.s basically listen any opportunity i can have say my name come back onto the charts i'll take it five everything you want by vertical horizon wow i love that song. i do love i love that song as well but i'm very surprised whatchamacallit we talked i meant to oh i forgot i wanted to check how many of these corresponded with songs that are on the vh1 list but so far we're not doing so far i don't think almost any of these were yeah which is crazy because a lot of these were very popular songs like amazed by lone star huge i think everything you want is one of the only ones it was on the list yeah that was the only one but like he wasn't man enough was huge also not unbreak my heart huge but it was really big well, Unbreak Say, My actually, Heart was on the list. Say My Name, I think, was on the list. See, I the lied. thing is, what I think they do is they only put one song from each, though. 
Because Say My Name was there, stupid. but Survivor was also on that list, if I'm not mistaken. No, Bootylicious was. Bootylicious. Oh, Survivor might have been too. Uh, say My Name should have been. Because that's the thing. Oh, you know what? But then again, Say My Name. What What am I saying? Say My Name came out in 99. 99, yeah. Doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, uh, number four is I Want to Know by Joe. Love that song. What? That was like what I thought romance was as like an 11-year-old. Okay. Jeez. There's like the, you know those like everybody's got those songs where like it's a love song that you're like wow is this what being a grown up and being in love feels like like I get it okay and that was one of my songs <laughs> uh number three was Maria Maria number two Maria Maria yeah. that one uh-huh. catchy song great of course song. it's an excellent song remind me of the West Side Story do you know West Side Story was originally supposed to be named East Side Story huh I saw that on like a fact thingy yesterday on Twitter well. You don't ever know if those are real. Yeah. Number two was Smooth. Again, Santana. Santana which Didn't I he think, also produce or part of Maria? This one, yeah, no, they're both Santana songs. Look so at we had, him. I know. Which actually, I, I, well, no, we, we're still not sure if Santana, if Smooth came out in 2009. Or not, that's true. Either way, but it, it was could be the, one of those things yes. like, either way, there's no reason why it shouldn't have been, because it wasn't on the 90s list either. We looked. Yeah. It wasn't on either list. This is some bullshit, and I'm really angry about it. Number one song of the year. Last chance to guess. I'll give you a hint. We talked about her earlier. That could be a lot of people. I know. It's it's not Britney, is it? Mm -mm. No. I said there was no Britney in the top ten. Who did we talk about earlier? I don't know. I don't want to waste time. Breathe by Faith Hill. That was number one. Yeah, that song song was of the year 2000. What was her other one? I know this. I can feel you breathe. That's that's this one. Now, what was her other song? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. Huh. Let's get to albums. So, another one. Oh, no. Writing. Oh, so that's what it was. So, also, number 10 for albums was Writings on the Wall by Destiny's Child, mm-hmm. which is Say My Name, yes. uh, Jump and Jump and all that. Again, came out in 99. <laughs> like... Came out in 99 and was one of the top songs of the year. Good for them. Like, uh, one of the top albums of the following year. That's what I think I might be confusing it with. Ah, shit. Anyway, number nine, 2001 by Dr. Dre, which Mm -hmm. featured the popular singles that were not included on the list. Forgot about Dre and next episode. Actually, Forgot About Dre, was that on the list? It might have been. Actually, uh, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I should have done a better job. I'll do it for the following years. We should have had the list up, yeah. Number eight, Black and Blue by Backstreet Boys. Okay. Which I, because as much as we were like, oh, this wasn't really a huge year for hits for them. And granted, while these all aren't huge hits, these were pretty popular this songs. This was the they Larger Than Life album, right? Uh, it, larger Than Life, The Call. It might be. Larger Than Life, though, I think came out as a single oh, okay. in 99 because I didn't see it. Let gotcha. me double check. Yeah, it was released. Oh, no, it was on the, that was on Millennium. The Call was on... The, so the songs, the singles that came off of Black and Blue were The Call, The One, I'll Be The, the One, one. Mm-hmm. and Shape of My Heart. Great song. And Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely. I love that one, too. I forgot so about slow. that song. Man, you take their slow songs and NSYNC's upbeat, that's a hell of an album. Mm, true. That's a good point. Number seven, Country Grammar by okay. Nelly. Understandable. Which produced the singles Country Grammar and E.I. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a great song. Yeah. Number six was Beatles. Number one. Beatles one. Beatles one album is 
fantastic. Well, I mean, it's hard not to say. Like, I feel like always the so fucking weird. Beatles and all their top. Well, hits no, I mean, like it's like the same thing where it's like, uh, you know, Michael Jackson history or Billy Joel's greatest hits. Like, yeah, those are great albums because they're all the best songs by some of the best artists. Yes. Like, no, you're talking, you know what yeah. I mean? It's hard to not say that like Madonna's Immaculate Collection, like, of course it's going to be a great album because all it's just the best It's the songs. greatest songs ever made. Yeah, right. no, of course. Uh, number, Isn't that true? Isn't Billy Joel's uh, Essential Hits or Greatest Hits? Greatest Hits, one of the volume top one and two. Yes. That's how I started like listening to it, listening there to it. There you go. It's also what got you into rumors, right? Yes. So, Which, thank you. shockingly, you became a huge fan of. It's a great album. I mean, it's, I blame my parents for not introducing me to it because, I mean, that's not really, like, they're not really Fleetwood Mac people, yeah. I don't think. You seem but like you'd like some... I love Petty Anthem. The Petty, that makes, there you I go. I love a Petty Anthem, and that's what that album was. But you hate was. Tom Petty. I do. What did I say? Beatles? Beatles 1. 1 was mm-hmm. 6. Supernatural Santana was 5, okay. unsurprisingly, because that's where those two songs He's came got, from. Yeah. Number four, Human Clay by Creed, which is responsible for Higher and With Arms Wide Open. Higher. Yeah. If you still haven't from listening to one of our older episodes, everyone, go look up for the Marlins Soar, Soar Marlins or whatever the fuck (laughs) it is. They did the song for the Miami Marlins. Well, at the time, it might have still been Florida, but it is fucking hilarious. And so it literally sounds like... I oh my god, it, it sounds like a fucking twelve year old who like, hey, give us a bunch of things that is about baseball. We're gonna turn it into a song. Yeah, it's I, I don't really fuck with Creed. Uh, number three, Marshall Mathers LP. Yes, iconic album. I'm not an Eminem fan, but I can't deny. No, Marshall Mathers like LP huge, might be his best album. I think it's considered like one of the greatest albums. In general. Yeah. In the hip-hop community. No, I think, like, of music. Like, oh. I think people... I mean, or at least of this time. Well, I mean, the Slim Shady LP was great, but the hits weren't as So, Marshall popular. Mathers LP, for those who don't remember, is responsible for the real Slim Shady, yes. Stan, and The Way I Am. Yes. Which, Stan, I mean, we wouldn't have... The term, The term really. Stan without the song. Devin Salma. Devin Salma. Yeah, there you go. Look at him. <laughs> Getting two shout-outs in a day. I'm glad we had the same literal exact train of thought through this whole... I like that he uses that as his own, like, meme once in a while, too. Yeah. And uh, what was the, the last one? Oh, The Way I Am. Yes. Love that song. Of course you do. It's probably... Well, that You're that a white album, kid who was mad oh at your my mom, God. so... <laughs> that album, though? Criminal, Not that mad at your mom, yeah. but... Criminal Kim. Uh, Ugh. Oh my god! And it's the the first song off the this album. This is how you know that I was generally a, kill you. a goody two shoes kid is because when I finally listened to this album uncensored, I was like, yeah, I can understand why my parents wouldn't want me to listen to this. I love that album. I didn't like it. I don't like <sighs> you know, like I said before, jackass. Like I don't like that. No, you, you like know? petty, messy reality show. Yeah, like nobody's really getting hurt. You know? like I'm gonna kill you. Right. God, that album's like so good, though. But all this, Slim Shady, that, and then uh, the Eminem show. Number two, best-selling album of the year, 2000. This is all according to SoundScan, by the mm. way. Number two, best-selling album of the year was Oops, I Did It Again, which was... Wait, how pissed. is that on there? What do you mean? But her, she didn't have a single at the time on the list. Uh, uh, on the top ten. The Oops, I Did It Again. Oh, yeah. she's got singles. 
This she's got the no, most I mean, out of anybody on this list. She's got the most songs from an album that became singles because no, it, no, no, no. I guess no, that, I understand uh, what you're saying. How she managed to not have a song in the top ten. I that don't we went know. Over. Yeah, that was. Like, I what? don't know. So this album, brace yourself, hits. Get ready to get your wig snatched. <laughs> Put on that seatbelt. Don't let me be the last to know. Which one's that? Don't. Don't let me be the last to know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. From the bottom of my broken heart. Okay. There is some things I do I'd like you to know. Wow. I'm getting very into I'm this. not going to lie. I don't think and you're not drinking or anything. I'm not this drinking. Is, I don't I'm think sober. I've ever seen you like this. I took medicine hours ago. Normally, I don't know I'm what's going on. Lucky. Okay, that I know. Oops, I did it again, of obviously. Course. And Stronger. Oh, that's from this one? Yes. That's a good song. A, an, an album. like So Crazy came an later? An album. Crazy was before. You drive Cra- me crazy. Yeah, on Britney. The first oh. album. Yeah. I like that movie, too. Mm-hmm. Number one, best-selling album of the year. This one's a given. No, I don't care. One of the fastest-selling albums of all time. I don't know. Yes, you do. Millenn- no, we already said. Nope, nope, nope. Close. Fastest? Fastest selling albums of all time. Like for highest first week sales. Some crazy stat. Now I feel Yes, you do. You know it. I probably do, but now that You're gonna feel really embarrassed when I say it out loud. Is it Michael Jackson? No. It's the year two thousand. Millennium? No. You're gonna be really embarrassed when I say it. Why? Why am I gonna be embarrassed? No strings attached. Oh, that was gonna be my guess. Well, you didn't guess it. I was about to. No, you weren't. Anyway. That the two singles that came out this year from that album. I was were, literally gonna say if you take the slow sh- songs from Backstreet and put it on no strings attached album, it's like the perfect album. Well, you didn't say that. So the two singles that came from that album are Bye 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 and It's Gotta Be Me. Actually, because uh, some of those yes. other, actually because this came out in July, so that gives them enough time for two singles, and then the other ones yes. co- go into next. Those year. two, no, those were probably the two biggest. They're the only two that really get radio play outside of the old All NSYNC right. album. So let's just talk very quickly to wrap this up about some other songs that were very popular during this time but did not make it into the top Honorable 10. mentions. Honorable mention songs. If you're still listening mm. and haven't been like, maybe I won't give to their Patreon after all if this is how they're going to sound. Um, Let's start with Don't the rock category. This. Absolutely Story of a Girl. This is a story. No, but it has a different title, doesn't it? absolutely oh that's what it's called for some reason i thought that meant that was the band's name and i was gonna be like what no the the band's name is nine days because granted that reminds me we haven't been in your car together in a long time that like (laughs) it reminds me of now that's what i call music yeah right it's one of those songs um i have some adult contemporary and random shit mixed in here so don't judge me for the way i categorize things Babylon by David Gray, which I feel like is one of those dentist Hate office, mm-hmm. dentist office, every retail song. fucking store you go in, that's yeah. also gonna play. Beautiful day by U two. Okay. Breathless by the Coors. What's that one? Go on, go. Oh on. yeah. Were were we just talking Give about this song recently? Ass. Nice. I don't remember. I don't think so. Down with the sickness by Disturbed. Ah, that was that other story. That yeah, crazy girl. That yeah. crazy girl story. Drive by Incubus. Yes. Everything you want, Vertical Horizon. I said that one already. Um, Higher Creed. by Creed. Said that one already. Sorry. If you're gone, maybe it's time to come home. Matchbox Twenty. Is that your if Rob gone, Thomas impression? That is my. Oh my like god! What is Rob up with Thomas. you today? It's a half-ass. It's Rob like Thomas. we're having a Freaky Friday moment. I know. 
It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Speaking of Bon Jovi. That song was huge. I wasn't a well, big fan, but it was huge. we're also from New Jersey. So it's like, yeah. was it actually really that huge or were no, we just it was. from New Jersey? No, because it was the video. I remember TRL. I believe it was up there for a while. That seems, that doesn't seem like a TRL Because this was song. him coming back. This is a VH1 oh. Top 20 hit Saturday morning. Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. Yep. Last Resort, Papa Roach. Yes. Oh. God, you're in your white boy heaven right this now. This is my last resort. Total suffocation. Total no breathing. Okay, relax. One step closer, Lincoln Park. That you had to ask me. I forgot how it went. What I don't the fuck song with Park. was. Which is sad. Rollin' by Limp Bizkit. Oh, should have been on the boost. Stop screaming. The excitement. Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus. I would have figured that was earlier. Is that the... I'm just a teenage dirtbag, yes, okay. baby. Would you would you have thought 90s? I would have thought 90s. Mm, 98, 99? I don't know. That's really... I could see it being here. I just kind of forgot that song existed. And Yellow by Coldplay. I like that song. That was 2000? Yeah. Wow. Can you believe? Holy shit. In terms of dance songs, which is also the duality of your personality, like these two genres, Woo. Around the World by ATC. Used to play it in the local Best Buy on multiple... Uh, keyboards I'd go there with my buddy Austin and his sister and we'd sit there because they were actually both decent at piano his sister was actually really good but we'd all sit there they taught me how to play some stuff they'd be like yo just do this and, like, doo, doo, doo. and then we would do Jump by uh, Van Halen mm. Castles in the Sky by Ian Van Donald oh that was uh... Castles in the Sky no. you... oh my god I know the song it was on uh there's a dance, not ultimate dance, because those dance, CDs dance were Revolution? also great. No, there, it probably was actually on one of those. Also, that's what I thought so. Oh, right? I wish we had that now. Great that way would to be, exercise. I know, that would have been a really during good, this. Let's see if we can find it. Our neighbors might hate us, but I'm still probably gonna look. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of jumping, jumping, jumping. Okay, uh, I turn to you by Mel C. Love it. Excellent. God, that song is phenomenal. Oh, another one that I love, "Lady Hear Me Tonight" by Mojo. Which one's that? Lady. Hear me tonight. tonight. Wow. I literally, like, Be that, I immediately think of KTU. So right. Nice. Which you would think, that's also, I would think, earlier than I used to this, love but... those 90s. Nine... No, you could tell the difference, because those 90s KTU bops were like... Oh, I know, like, the freestyle. Oh, my God. Like, Uncle Tommy. I used to love all those. Oh, KTU, what a great radio station. Their 90s shit was the best. And One More Time by Daft Punk. Of course. Then we'll get into hip-hop and R&B. Awesome. Where does that leave love? All about the promises and dreams that mean so much. Where does that leave me? That's George Lamond, I believe, if you look it up. Okay. Uh, the hip-hop and R&B songs from this year, I probably didn't do as comprehensive of a list as I should have. Really? But uh, Can I Get a by Jay-Z. Okay. Case of the X by Maya. Don't know and that one. what is it that she wants? Oh, Tell yeah, yeah. That she needs. Wow. I love that song. I Try by Macy Gray. Yep. It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. Love it. Huge, as well iconic. as Michael Jackson. Yeah. Michael Jackson's favorite. I love this song. <laughs> Thank God I Found You by Mariah Carey, Joe, and 98 Degrees. I think that was from I a movie. I don't think I know that song. Thank God I found you. I was lost without you. No, I don't know Oh, it's it. good. Well, I mean, it's Mariah, so that goes without saying. Try Again by Aaliyah. Love it. And Only I'm because t- it was Romeo Must Die. Yeah. And Untitled How Does It Feel by D'Angelo. That's the uh, naked, naked video. Okay. Yes. Into the pop songs. Are you ready? Dirty pop. Aaron's Party 
Okay. Hey, I really am not the biggest fan of him, but I that know, song was were... this song was on a now that's what I call music. I mean, it has to be. It was popular. Back here by BB Mac. Back here, baby. Evan yeah. and Jar. Oh, BB Mac. What was the yeah. Evan and Jar one? I'm getting to it. Crazy for this girl. Oh, that's on here too. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Me and my acoustic here? goodness. <laughs> Can't fight the moonlight. I was gonna bring it oh, up in reference to because because uh, it's from the Leanne Rhymes. Yeah, because it's from the Coyote Ugly soundtrack. Yeah. Who wrote it? No, we know who wrote this because we saw something recently. Oh, um, Diane Warren. I think yes. wrote it. No, yes. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or deep in the dark. Mm. Oh, a, that song. a song. That's my favorite Leanne Rhymes song, I think. Oh, my God. Young Leanne Rhymes music? Don't Say You Love Me by M2M. Remember, there was a girl. Don't say you love me. You don't even know me. It sounds familiar. If you really want me, then give me some time. Um, Do you remember that a girl in your grade won some contest to have them perform songs at our middle school? Yeah, it was. No, it was. We're not gonna say we're gonna bleep the we're gonna bleep the name out. Take the names out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. We should. It, was, it was her because she lives down the street. She, she grew up down the street from me. And remember, they came and they sang five songs, and none of them were the popular songs. No, no one had any idea who the fuck they were. It was like who the I fuck knew because I remember because like everybody in my class was like, oh, I hope they sing "Don't Say You Love Me" and whatever the other song yeah. was. Ah, oh, that you want. Da, 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 da. Is that the same song? I, I don't know. They had another song. But either way, the two songs that they sang, the, the of the five songs they sang, they didn't. They only sang the new shit. Yeah. <laughs> Play something from the string. Yeah. <laughs> you and your skate hooker. Oh, one of my here. favorite songs that I still listen to all the time to this day, Faded, Soul by Soul Decision. This was 2000? Yes, so it now was. So now I, now I know that this was specifically, now that's what I call music five. Okay. Oh, you can That was like my favorite. That might be my favorite song of that year. Hands down. If you give me. Um, yo, I was obsessed with that song. I mean, it's a great song. I'm not going to argue with you. That I just, beat. Okay. Uh, I get you on and Kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Ew, I'm right? going to take off all your clothes. Ain't nobody going to interrupt my game. Oh, Oof. no, no. Oof. Ever since you okay. Let's hope that it's consensual. Yes. Let's hope that it's consensual. It was so consensual. Okay. <laughs> Graduation by Vitamin C. Never liked it. Keep moving. One of the most, but it's okay. Nobody. Oh, it's an likes iconic it. song. It's nobody always, yeah. likes it, but like, <laughs> it's very iconic. Remember, take your Vitamin C, people. Boost that immune system. I think I'm in love with you by Jessica Simpson. Love Jessica Simpson. Was never a fan of her songs. No, oh, no, me either. Same, hard same. This is not technically a pop song, but I didn't know what other category to put it under. But I know that you love it. Only time by Enya. Oh, my God. I did that. I performed that in my sign language class. Yes. I did tell you that, yeah. Yes. I took sign language in college. Very cool. I wish I remembered it. But, uh, yeah, I had to perform any only time. Uh, that was a weird noise I just made. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How, you took it sign language? To <laughs> yeah. It meant to be a yeah. It just came out lower. Jesus. Uh, Seven Days by Craig David. Monday. Took it for a drink. That yeah. one? Okay. Wait. Yeah. No, that was it. That was it. Oh, and he also did one of those live session thingies, didn't he, that you liked? Yes. What did he sing? Was it Say My Name? Oh, hold on. I got to also look up something very quick about Craig David. Oh, wait a second. Why isn't Fill Me In by Craig David on my list either? Because that also came out in 2000. I love that. Song. That's the superior song versus Seven Days. I don't know this one. Can you fill me in? Oh, never mind. I know it. Wait, when did it? Did Jordan Knight? Yeah, released April 3rd, the year 2000. Hold on, I gotta find the Craig David song that you were talking about. 
the cover. Mm. Oh, I can't find it. Anyway, Craig David did something really good recently, and I don't remember what it was, and I'm really pissed about it. Also, There She Goes by Sixpence, None the Richer. Nice. was 2000. Um, Other than that, Madonna had two really big songs during this time, American Pie, the American Pie cover, and Music. Um, which I brought this up last time that I did like a choreographed dance to it at a summer camp talent show. Wow. And for Christina, it was a good year. Come on over and I turn to you. What was I turn to you? I turn to you oh. for the strength to be strong for the will to carry on. This is not me trying to sing. It's was that Kristen Wiig sketch. It's like, no, don't make me sing. I don't think I remember that one either. Oh, don't make me sing. Oh, don't make me sing. And that is the year 2000. Wow. Just wow. Literally what a time. I did forget a lot of it. Like the thing is like, I remember these songs and I know that, but it is always fun to be reminded. It's like where you're listening to like nineties on nine or two thousands on 10 or whatever it is on a Sirius X seven. They'll put, they'll finally put on a song. You forgot, forgot about It's like, Oh my God. A lot of these songs I forgot about, even though I listen to this kind of music all the time. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, that was was, was pretty cool. Stroll down memory lane. Yeah. Greatly appreciated. It makes you wonder, like, what the fuck else happened? Well, what are we going to... Well, I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff that we forgot about or, like, stuff that we thought was around this time, but is coming up. So if you liked this and where we were going with it and want to relive the 2000s with us, sign up for our Patreon. I forgot the link, but I will link it in the notes to this, I guess. Wow. That was really bad. I am not prepared at all, but just keep an ear out because they'll be coming your way. Yay. Yay. And next week we start Rock of Love. Yes. Happy anniversary to us. I was going to say, yes. It's Well, the one year falls on an awkward day. So it's our one year since starting the show. Yes. Go us. And we get right back to where... The true heart and soul of the start of this was right back into the VH1 love shows. Yep. So that's going to be free. That's still going to be regular or uploaded like yes. regular. Just these are going to be. It's not going to be problematic free though. Oh God. That's no, why it's about to be, be some bad. Things shit. are about to get cringy as fuck. So hopefully you're ready. Uh, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't suck. Five stars. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, rewind the love podcast, Twitter and Instagram at Rewind Love Pod. I am at Sonia Marie Says on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Feeney 519. And we don't have some fun catchphrase, but hopefully before the other episodes, we might come up with one. Who knows? Yes. But thank you once again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this. Stay yep. safe. Yep. Stay yep. smart. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Just be smart about yeah. everything. And we love you. Uh, indeed. Bye. Bye.